Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Already. Yeah, and quinoa salad. Right. <laughs> and we are live. The Dendy Bike, the return of the Dendy Bike, joined by Kenny and Henry again. Thanks for joining us, boys. Thanks for having us. I feel tonight's going to be a busy one. It's going to be a busy one tonight. Kenny the quinoa. It's going to be busy tonight, but um, I said we didn't do one last week. This week, we haven't signed anyone, but we have signed one player. But um, I feel it's going to be a busier one because of Saturday's result in particular, which is where we're going to start. Then we're going to go through the uh, elephant in the room, the defamation of Gary Rowett. And then we're going to throw it out there as well to people. So people are commenting. Like I say, comment on what's actually going on at the time and then we can, you can join in. But yeah, we want to try and get full opinions from people. If you want to ask us anything later on, you know, we'll happily answer the questions because we've got a little bit of... We try and show both sides of the coin all the time, but I'm um, fully Rowett out, as is Kenny. We have been for a while. H, you're still Rowett in, so could yeah. be a good debate tonight. How can you... We'll start with you. How can you be Rowett in after Saturday? I'm not saying you shouldn't or shouldn't be. No, I hear you. Okay, right. Well, for, first and foremost, I think, I think it's quite straightforward, right? Look at the team on Saturday. I'm going to start with the team on Saturday, okay? Now, I don't know who else people wanted him to play. And and I've got an idea about who those individuals might be. But I've got to be honest, it, it would have been a risk either way. And he's quite a risk-adverse individual, okay? That's who Gary Rower is. So let's have a quick look, right? Bart, Malone, Cooper, Hutch, Wallace, Danny Mack. All right. Yeah. Malone hasn't been playing that well recently, okay? I'll, I'll take that. But who are you going to replace him with? Who have we got? No one, because we've got no injuries. Evans, Clifton, Veld, Mitchell. Okay, I get that maybe one of those three you may have substituted for a Burke, possibly for a Tyler Burry, but you're telling me that's not a risk. I mean, you know, Tyler Burry's just come back from Hartlepool with his own issues following him down that motorway, all right? And then you've got, you know, you've got Burke coming in on loan from Sheffield United who hasn't been getting a lot of game time. Is he match fit? Probably not. Yeah, you could take a gamble and see if you get 60 minutes out of him. And then up front, you've got Mason Bennett and Benny Kofobi. Who would you change in that team? I mean, people going on about it being a defensive selection, yes. And it's a defensive selection for the very reason that Gary Rowett is now in a position that he didn't want to be in, which was, if you lose at Blackpool, where do you go? We got nothing from Blackpool. And I'll tell you something now, it, you know, he'll be, lucky to, he'll be lucky to see the end of February. And not that I agree with that, but, but genuinely look at the fixtures that are coming up. He's going to really struggle. So my first, my first defence of Gary Rowett is essentially, who else is he going to pick? Number two, if you lose George Savile, if you lose Ojo, if you lose Wallace, if you lose Tom Bradshaw, if you lose Danny Ballard, they are five core members of the team. And even if you don't think Ojo is, I'm telling you now, the others are. So you lose those individuals in a small squad with not that much experience, with bit part players coming in around the outside to try and make window dressing and, and, and you know, good of, of what I think is difficult positions. Evans on Saturday was pushed further up the field, clearly playing a bit bit higher on the left as some kind of combine role. Had a shocking game. He had a shocking game, you know. Hey. But again, you're asking a player to come in and play in a role that he hasn't played before. 
number three, you are then also asking all those players to gel on a match day at Blackpool away where they're trying to bash you. Malone's getting done by that number 11 down the right-hand side all game. Um, You know, I got exactly what I thought I was going to get from the Blackpool away game, which was a difficult, hard, like awful football, terrible to watch. I'm glad that I had enough Doombar before I got to the game to not really remember it. Row it in. There you go. It's fucking hell. You rehearsed that. Well, I'm going to let Kenny go next. I've been making notes as you've been talking there. But one of my sort of things I will be alluding to is this. Rowett's got his perfect formation, 6-4-0. Ken? Yeah, I, I mean, I wish I, I wish I rehearsed something as perfect as that before coming on. <laughs> um, He's asked the question there, so it's fair enough. Now we've got to respond to. Who yeah, would respond to? That starting lineup, Kenny? What would you have changed that starting lineup? So first and foremost, I wouldn't have that lineup. Exactly. Formation um, as you're talking, yeah? Yeah. So you so go for four, I, four, two. Essentially, something along the lines of that. But what I'm so not going to do is I'm not going to disagree with uh, H on the fact that missing these players could be detrimental to our team. However, you could, could also be. you you could also have mm-hmm. a phobia out of that, Mitchell out of that, Malone out of that. It doesn't matter who's in the team if you're going to set up like that. You're not going to win football games, and that's been proven. Also, uh, a counter-argument to what H is saying, we weren't necessarily doing that great results-wise with the pl- them players in the team. Um, yeah, the only difference is... Sorry, who was the six players? Who was the six players? Because I saw this on social. The six players we were allegedly missing was Ojo. George Ojo, Wallace. Bradshaw, yeah, agreed. Yes, been, like, and I agree with this. He's being played out of position in a role that he doesn't that doesn't really suit him. But he, yeah, but yeah. is he better than Cliftonfeld? Yes. Is he better than Evans? Yes. <laughs> no, okay. Who else? That. Jed hasn't Jed, and he hasn't played this year. Ballard. Ballard, yeah, but I mean, he, he's been out for a while. But okay, Ballard, yeah, because he's a big miss. So that's five, yeah. Well, the fit. Well, you know, Kenny makes a point, and I take it about it, it not working with this team. We were three points off the playoffs at one stage, not that long ago, before the Bristol game, maybe. So, mm. yes and no, you know. And, and the other thing as well, okay, the last, you know, point I would make, if we wind ourselves back to the first half of that Nottingham Forest game, you're telling me that wasn't a team that was on the on top, that wasn't a team that was pushing to try and win the game. Ojo was running the show. Tom Bradshaw was making runs in, you know, around the back. He's on the best form of his life. Both those two players at the end of that first half go down and have to go off injured. And then the second half is is a free-for-all, like just two punch-drunk, old, junkie-style football teams going at it and Forrest got the lucky break and scored the goal. We could have equalised Saturday as well. We could have equalised against Forrest. Again, I have to say, Benikafobi, I thought he was shocking against Blackpool. And well, then, Kenny, and Kenny said something that, very interesting on our group Forrest. chat in the week. He said he's a very good actor, didn't you, Ken? Yes, yes. Yeah. He, um, there's, a, there's a reason. Let's be honest. In football, you're not usually liked. Uh, as a footballer, you're not liked by all sets of fans that you come across. That's, that's usually a thing. You, you know, you're a Judas. You, 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 you're hated on. You've switched to a different team, blah, blah, blah. All these different reasons why fans won't like you. Um, for instance, there's people on here a couple of weeks ago that wouldn't have liked Jed if he'd gone to Forest. You know, that's it. He's done. No. Nah. And for someone like a phobie, like I said, yeah, he, he is a class actor. He plays up for the fans. 
Um, you know, if there's if there's something going on, he makes sure he's in there for the fans. Um, but let's be honest, he can't hit a barn door, Dan H. He can't. He can't. It's it's fact. Well, <laughs> it's awful. We're not even getting to that point because no, sorry. No, we're not getting. No, no, sorry, we're not getting to the point of where he can actually shoot a lot of the time because he fucking he's, he got he's he's in area what some people call Bradshaw's trampoline touch. He give the ball away against Forest in the first half about six times. He can't hold the ball up, but in his defence, I'm saying this to my mate today. Doesn't matter as we said this so many times before. If you've got Ronaldo and Messi up front, because we had in effect eight, that formation I put on the screen was a false was a false thing really because we had eight. Sorry, not that one. That's my West Brom team. This one, we had, we had we had eight at the back, right? Well, except Evans was playing further up the pitch, wasn't he? he I was. don't think he was. I don't think he, he was. I think Mitchell was. was on the left. Um, I don't know what Evans is doing, mate. He's, he, I don't know. He's, honestly, I don't know. He's a professional footballer. I don't know. I honestly don't. He just comes. He just helps he it on. City. I mean, you must have got lost from Macclesfield or something. I'm telling I you. Don't, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't mind him in the back. I don't mind him in the back, but he's. You, look, to, to show you that he can play centre-back as well shows you he's a naturally defensive midfielder, isn't it? If he is going to be can't, a midfielder. He can't play there. He's not that player. The best game he's had this season was against Cambridge United when they let him have a, like a free wandering mm. role and he looked like Ronaldo. What uh, division but, are they in? Well, exactly. Therein lies my point. <laughs> but, you know, again, but these are the types... If you've got a budget and Rowett's scrabbling around to try and make signings, He's got to bring in a his mates, which I don't agree with. I don't think he's done a good job so far. But also, if 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 Rout was sitting here now, he would be like, "What do you want me to do? Who do you want me to go and sign? I'm trying to make my best." And Burke, okay, hasn't worked out for him at Sheffield United, hasn't worked out for him at West Brom. But West Brom's a Fruit Loop team where they're doing you know thousands of bits. The only decent bit of business they've done recently is Carl and Grant. Quite frankly, all the others are just coming through the merry-go-round. There, you know, on paper, Scottish international. Someone who's played at Alaves, someone who's played um, a full season for Red Bull Leipzig, it's a good player, but potentially, right? Potentially a good player. Now, mm. Evans and Cliff don't don't sort of fit that, but Ojo does. He does, and also if you listen to his narrative, right, he's talking about wanting to be more ball playing, not wanting to be as direct, and wanting to try and move away from that, but trying to sign the right players. But at the moment, he can't do that. Now, that's partly COVID. It's partly because we've got no money. There are a plethora of other reasons as well why I think... We'll agree he's been unlucky with injuries. Uh, on low knees that we've got in. Recruit. Oh, well, I mean, in injuries, I've, I've already made my point there. Well, sorry, just, I'm going to get to Ken now. Georgie Boyce, is it entertaining football is what we want? I mean, I'd rather go out there and fall on my sword and lose 4-0 and have a go than lose the way we did. Gary... James, thank you so much for the early donation. Super chats are open. You can if you like, cheers, gal. But Ken, for me, you was at Huddersfield and you've just got the pox of it. Now you watched both games, you watched the Blackpool game from indoors. For yep. me, that was worse than Huddersfield. It was the worst performance of the season because we couldn't string two passes together. Literally yeah, A to B, five yards. It's yeah. I, I mean, I'm always gonna I'm just gonna fall back to this all the time. It's it's formation. Um, I don't doubt and, and I've had arguments with people in the past about this, about blaming the players. Um, people blaming the players, they're not giving enough. I think that the players are playing exceptionally well, given the the positions that they're being put in. It, you know, it's really off-putting when you can't see you two. <laughs> 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 Is it because you're trying to have a chat with someone? Um, I think it's... Um, 
I, I think that the players have done extremely well, and I think they honestly do put a shift in. But I honestly believe the instructions that they're being given are wrong. Um, that's just my opinion. Um, that does fall down to the manager. Um, I, I remember, I think I said in the in the WhatsApp group during the game, there was a point when um, we were defending. Um, it was a free kick inside Blackpool's half, and I could see Rowett. So you had uh, all the all the defence was back, obviously all the midfield was back, and. Rowett is dragging Bennett back as well. Get back, get back, get back, get back. And this is what I don't understand about his, his setup of play is we can't counter. If we get rid of the ball, we can't counter. We're just giving ourselves another uh, problem um, mm. if we do get to clear the ball. Um, so we have no creativity in our team. I don't blame that on the players. Um I blame that again on formation and tactics and instruction. Um, I honestly believe with the players that we have in the team and the ones that we have that are injured, we have enough in the locker to push for a playoff position this season. However, the way we've been set up and the way that they've been instructed, which is obvious now, sit back, sit back, sit back, sit back. Yes, great. you just said that you're right, in my opinion, Ken. And Henry, you just said that we near the playoffs we were. I think, one, it was a little bit of a false position. Um, I honestly can't believe how bad Saturday was. And I blame the player, players and the manager. Players because they couldn't string two passes together. And someone said in the comments, which I agree, I just got a sense that there's a rift. But what Ken's saying is, from where I was standing Saturday, eight at the back, he, we played with three CDMs, in my mind. So and change from that starting the, lineup. The, 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 the detachment, like Ken saying, if we did get out, we say this all the time. Well, if we had Messi and Ronaldo up front, we wouldn't score. I didn't think Bennett or Bennett played well, but they yeah. were so isolated that, like Kenny said, we couldn't even get out because the ball was going up. <clears throat> it's fifty yards and it's come back. Um, so who? So, his, so his what would you, what would you have changed? I understand what you're saying, but what would you have changed from that starting lineup then? Right, then, let's, would, let's, we've got to go there then. Because, George, yeah, no problems. I, I wouldn't have changed any players. I wouldn't have changed any players. I would have changed the formation. I would have changed the instruction. It is so obvious, H, that we're being t- that they are being told to sit. It's so I've never seen another football team sit as much as what we do. Um, and if you're going away to Fulham, for instance, so when we play Fulham, right? <laughs> I know, and and then we sit back like that. You understand a little bit. Look, we're playing Fulham. They're far more superior to, to, to us, man for man. Um, we're gonna we're gonna have to sit back and we're gonna have to ride our luck. But when you're playing teams like Blackpool, a team that's just come up into the division, um, I mean, granted they're playing well, and I and I think that they um, actually, just for the record, run rings around us when we had a fully fit squad at home playing yeah, in that form- yeah. in that formation. Um, you need to go for it, and and. We've always said this as a Millwall supporter. I don't care about the result technically. If you're putting a shift in, the boys we're playing at sort of attacking football. There's chances, there's ups, there's downs. You're screaming one minute, you're crying the next. You know, you're up off your seat one minute, you're sitting down crying in your in your hands the next. That is what we've all learned and enjoyed and not enjoyed as Millwall supporters. That's why we go. That's why we love them. Um, but at the moment, say, for instance, people like you are doing a, a 
10 hour round trip spending 200 quid to watch one shot on target against Blackpool. This is the thing for me. He's, he's going like notes I made for the game. I didn't get a chance to do a post match, but I put some, I put something out. No, I mean, to be fair, I was supposed to come and help you. That wasn't, but I'd left before the end to try and get a yeah, train home. It's, it's just not like I've, I've said from day one, I didn't want him in charge. I don't believe he understands the Millwall way. He plays the same way with whichever team he manages, which the team's usually got the majority of the same players in it because he's re-signs all these players. We had eight at the back. We went to Blackpool with our towel between our legs. And he said something in the press. He was like, yeah, I wanted to try and keep it at nil-nil and then stick Bury and um, Bla- uh, Burke on to nick something late on. Now, in yeah. my mind, firstly, well, I'll go four at the back. I'm going to put this team on the back on the screen. Firstly, on. Scott Malone is... Sorry, that's again my team for West Brom. Scott Malone has become an absolute fucking liability, right? The goals, yeah. Crystal Palace, the goals, Nottingham Forest, it, it's all coming down his side. He, I never said he could defend anyway, right? But he's good going forward. He's no longer good going forward. He's even, even worse at the back. Murray Wallace, I'll stick at left back. Cooper and Hutchinson are off the boil. We've got no one else at the minute. Danny Mack is the only one of the shi- only shining lights. Keithton Bell was so far off the pace, but again, that's not down to him. So I think the first 10 games of the season was our best player, but for some reason he got dropped out for no reason, as yeah. Danny Mack did when he was one of our best players. He missed seven games for no reason. Yeah. I don't know. Evans is a professional footballer. Billy Mitchell, along with Matt Namara, were the only ones that can keep the ball. And people say to me sometimes, yeah, Billy Mitchell's all right, but he only plays it safe. He only plays it short. If if you could see the lack of movement, I don't know if you did see it on the telly, Ken, or AG was there. There's nothing. It's like it was like a fucking game of Sabutio, mate. But, but again, looking up and no right. one was moving. So that's not to me. That's not down to even formation. That's down to like a lack of patterns of play. Well, um, I'm, I'm and exactly, movement. Just, mate. You just hit the nail on the head. It's almost like that team had hardly ever played together, or trained, or trained. Well, you but in a week of training, it's not the same as then turning up on a match day and playing Blackpool away. I don't know what people were expecting us to do at Blackpool. I went up there with a full bag of beer because I knew exactly what was going to happen and what exactly was going to happen, happened. And the only way it wasn't going to happen was if we, by a miracle, Tyler Burry came on and almost, like he almost did, had a moment of brilliance and managed to get something out of the game, okay? And when I saw that lineup, I was like, well, who, where are we going to change it? Okay, so you change the formation, all right. But then you've got square pegs in round holes. Evans would be out on the right-hand side, right? If you no, Evan, Evans would have been sitting at home, mate. He wouldn't have been in the squad. So who are you playing instead of Evans? Ben Thompson for a start. Homo on the right or, wing. Or, no, I wouldn't, wouldn't have right wing. We had right, no right wingers. We had three we had, we had three CDMs. This one centre, one left to centre, one right in your, What you're saying is you change it to 4-4-2, which I get. No, not 4-4-2. So, so what would you would, change I, it to? I would have played Barton goal. Right, I would have played. I would have played Murray Wallace left back. Danny yeah, Mac right. Cooper right. and Hutch. You got to play yes. centre mid uh, centre backs. Then I probably would have played. All right, you can argue Thompson hasn't played a lot of games. I would have played Mitchell and Keithton Beld. I would have started with Burke and started with Bury. Right, and I'd have put Mason Bennett in yeah. a ten probably. And I would have tried to win the game and then defend what yeah. we got. I wouldn't have tried to defend yeah. what we got when we didn't even have it. Big gamble though. Huge gamble. I oh, listen. I'd love him to gamble yeah. a little. Well, straight more. straight defeat so now. That's the problem. Yeah. Okay, but. If you're trying to make a managerial decision, right, there have been some young players that have been ruined by overexposure too early, like at this level. Okay, it's happened. Sid Nelson, it's sort of happened with. There were a few other players as well back in the annals of time. Marvin Williams, I'll throw him in there as well because he was an old Blackheath Wanderers boy. 
Um, you know, if you just throw Tyler Bury in there for an entire game from there, yes, he might be absolutely brilliant, but there is a process to follow. He's not, we're not playing in League One. We're not playing in League One. We're playing in the Championship with players that are worth tens of millions of pounds now. Mm. Okay, all right, not necessarily at Blackpool, but, you know, yeah. Blackpool is going to be one of those games where actually what you needed was battlers. It was going to be an old League One ding-dong, which is exactly what it was. That's not really Tyler Bury's game, is it? So I kind of get where Rowett's coming from in, in that situation. Burke, yes, he looked good when he came on. I don't think he was going to be match fit to be able to play because he has not been getting the minutes for Sheffield United. Yeah. So that's if I'm Rowett and I'm looking at that, that, that is my defence for why I played that team yeah. in a formation that we've been training in all year, whether that's right or wrong, Kenny. Formation that doesn't work, though, in my opinion. And the thing is, Ken, I saw come to three it. points off the playoffs earlier in the season. Yeah, but that's, that's earlier in the season. It's not now. It's... It's not it's working, man, in my now. opinion. It's not working. Do, do you think or he's going to turn it around with the formation we're playing and the players we currently got? Something, something is going to have to change, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that something needs to change, but with Rowett in charge. Because what's I think, I, I think that if we'd have gone up there and done what I just said and lost, at least the, at least the fans have had a little bit of respect for it, but we know what he's going to do. We know he's going to sit back. Ken, what would you have done? Yes, yeah, I, well, I agree with you, Dan, on the... On the um... The Tyler Berry, Stark, Burke, I would have put Thompson in as well um, with Mitchell because if you are going to have a, a League One battle, then who better to have probably the best battler in League One, you know, four seasons ago, Ben Thompson. Yeah. Um, Not the same player, though. I, I hear what you're no. saying, but I don't get the same player. Yeah, I, I get that. I say he's better than Keith and Bell than fucking Evans, surely. I would say 50 build Evans, yeah, but I mean, I could have done a bit of performance in Evans. <laughs> in, way, in ways of battling, in ways of battling, definitely. Um, but you've got to remember, when we say it's about sticking, you know, kids into the deep end, and, and I do agree with that philosophy. I think we had that conversation a couple of weeks ago about sticking um, the kids in. What we've also got to remember, though, is Tyler Berry recently played against Premiership opposition in, in the FA Cup. Um, so did players like Nana Boateng. Granted, it was minutes, but if you're going to ever throw any kid into the deep end, it would be something like that. So coming into a championship game is is a would be a lot less pressure in in my opinion. And so fresh from that experience, probably wouldn't have hurt them that bad. I do agree with maybe you know not starting players like Tyler Berry, but you know he can have an half or whatever. And oh, I agree with you there. He could have yeah. made him at half-time and then maybe we're not on the back foot for the whole of that. He is. He always waits to concede. He reacts, doesn't he? He reacts. Yeah. I said to my boy, right, and I'm not fucking claiming my football manager, I said, if he doesn't change this in the next 10 minutes, they are going to score. And then they scored and then he changed it. Yeah, and the, and the problem is, is well, we've got no impact here. Like, so, if you don't, haven't made any signings, right, if you've made no signings during the, uh, other than uh, Burke, then why the hell are you um, all right, granted, it hasn't been that that great for us as an impact. But why the hell are you letting Matt Smith go? Right, because in a t in a game like that, right, when you've got people like Mahoney coming in off the off the yeah, right, yeah. why are you not putting people like Matt Smith on the pitch to to try and impact a game? Go long. We have to go long because it's now reactive. We haven't got any choice. But we all we did was replace a player with a player, same instructions, same position. No, no change. It's not going to change anything. I, th I think he radically changed it. Like when he brought brought on. I mean, we ended the game with literally. I don't even know. <laughs> it's like a 
a 5-0-5 <laughs> at the end of the game as all the Blackburn Black sorry Blackpool fans with their bloody drum and making all their stupid LA songs as we're walking out coins coming down and the police doing nothing as usual other than probably banning our own fans like our football club seems to like doing at the moment um you know it, it's um yeah it was it was it wasn't great it was embarrassing they they reckon we had three shots on target well I must have been well pissed because I think I saw one I think so, I saw one yeah, yeah uh, exactly. So I don't get that. I, I agree with you. Listen, I'm not saying he shouldn't change. I just I just think changing a manager now is a wrong move, especially with the run of games we've got coming up. And especially can I, say, we've got. can I just say, H, as well, that there, there's only one reason why we had one shot on target, and that's because someone like Tyler Berry hasn't been, yeah, hasn't been grounded by Gary Rowett yet. Mate, I literally was going to speak before you spoke and you spoke and said exactly pretty much what I was going to. So did you notice two players that come on showed a slight bit of potential, a slight bit of interest in attacking and trying to play football great chances with the two players that have been nowhere near our squad because they haven't been at the club? Yep. Watch what happens this week when Rowett gets them in training. Mate. He's, he's grinding them all down, the players. They must – I mean, would you would you be – I mean, you said that you you went up there thinking we was going to lose. I probably wouldn't have got one. I would have already put in a hotel. But it's no fun to watch. You think it's any fun to play him for these players? I think there's def a definite detachment. And you saw everything that hasn't been rowited, rowit instilled and, and grinded down and brainwashed by rowit in Tyler Bury and fucking Burke when they came on. So both, they both had pace. Hold on a sec. But right, but two weeks ago we were we were raving about Ojo. And, and, you know, and before that, mm -hmm. everyone, everyone's either raving about Jed Royce or saying he's trying to do too much. And they've both been playing under him. He's lost some significant players and he's trying to now use players that are bottom end of the championship at best, to be honest with you. And yeah, but Jeb Wallace, Wallace wasn't cut from the mark. Jeb Wallace wasn't cut. Jeb Wallace is Jeb Wallace, does what Jeb Wallace wants. He was in, he was established in, in the core of the side long before Rowett turned up. Ojo started to play well. When Rowett started playing him as a ten, because he kept putting him out wide, and he wasn't the, he wasn't that player. When yeah, he actually Wallace bit the bullet and went to playing a ten, that's when Ojo started playing well. Might be Wallace was out, so I mean, you know, you could go around in circles discussing this all night, but genuinely, um, you know, I, I think uh, you know, there's not a single person. So you're telling me, there's not a single person watching this evening that thinks that we should stick with Gary Rowett, try and get something out of this three-year plan. We should chop and change now middle of the season with, with our worst run of games coming up. Stick the new manager in, yeah, great. He starts with a on a five-game losing streak or with one draw at home at Preston. Nah, madness, mm. madness. Well, the, I, I think it's a perfect time to bring in a new manager because, God forbid, we won't go down because, not because we're that good at the minute, but teams below us. I mean, it's six defeats in the last eight, four straight defeats. It's only going one way. I mean, I will point back to the fact that during lockdown, we was something like 13 games without a win and it went to like, 15, but he still kept his job. So I was going, oh no, but we've had COVID. No, not for me. Um, sorry, just one second. Christian Bastianelli, thank you very much, mate, for your donation over there in Belgium. Neil Hi, Harris Danny. back. Neil Harris back. You see, what are you talking about? Neil Harris back. Are you do, do people not remember the football we played under Neil Harris? It wasn't like exciting, expansive, going out there attacking no. football. It was very similar to what Gary Rowett does now. We concede the possession to the other team and then we hit them on the break. And at the moment, we're conceding possession to the other team. We're just not hitting them on the break because you've got five players who could be doing those things sitting in the injury list. Um, a good, a good thing to sort of come and um, yeah. a good thing to sort of yeah. come back on you. H. Anyhow, I'm not. 
on this without without challenging Martin, too please. much. Sorry, Kenny. Um, is we we talk about um, Rowett and and we talk about Neil Harris as well. Now mm. Neil Harris, I would class as widely known as a club legend. Real well. Um, now we've had Rowett here for three years doing the same thing, um, and it's got to the point where we are now starting to get pissed off with it. We're starting to get upset about it, etc. However, Neil Harris, as far as I'm concerned, had one bad season. Um, yeah. And with the end of that season coming, he got abused by our fans, which Rowett isn't getting. He got spat at. <laughs> he, got, he got spat at by our own fans. Well, which I'm sure, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, which which I'm sure Rowett hasn't experienced. Um, and he had one bad season. But do you know the difference between Rowett and Neil Harris is that Neil Harris, for the good of the team, knew it was time to go. Spot on. Now, Rowett, Rowett, yeah, deep yeah. down, if I was Gary Rowett, right, I'd be looking at that going, all right, my injuries are down. My form is horrendous. All the fans, you know, are, are turning around and saying, look, look, you know, my formation's wrong. And that's what I'm used to. And that's what I do. Um, I've realized it's not the Millwall way. Um, this is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. That people always like to, to go on about, um, and look at the six games that I've got coming up. Right, to me, I've, I've gone. Mm. I know it's, it's a job, but that's what I'm saying. I know it is a job. You're right, but one, I don't think you get a job anywhere else. Um, two, this is the thing that we're all fucking. Everyone's going mad. We're all fucking debating. But as Millwall fans, we're not actually displeased with our league position. This is what we aim for every year. Championship yeah. stability and maybe a cup run. It's the point that the football has become so bad and so depressing to watch that we're unhappy at being 12th in the table and people are asking for Neil Harris back. That's, how, it, that's how bad it's the got. first half against Forest that bad? No, but we scored 12 goals in 12 games. But the okay, football so weren't that great, great, H. The football weren't that great. But what we saw, what we saw first was 11 players. Right. Yeah, but I don't wait, mind. Wait, sorry, wait. I don't mind if the football's not bad. That doesn't bother me as long as they give everything. And, and in, in H's defence, that's when I said that we would turn with Neil Harris. I said Blackburn away when Harris was in charge. We didn't cross the halfway line that day. And that day I went, something's changed here. 
I don't know what it is, something's changed. And about four four games later, he went. Now, for me, Rowett does that in every game and isn't going anywhere. But go on, Ken. Sorry, before you carry on, Trev's bigging you up, Ken. Thank you, Sir Trevor of Rhymer. Goff. Kenny for manager, right boredom out, youngsters in, attack, 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 not defend, defend. You can't blame injuries, hate his tactics. Uh, to be fair to Trevor, I, I, I understand what you're saying about tactics. And yes, I think if he wants to stay, he's going to have to make some adaptations. I'm saying at the moment, at this point, after Blackpool away, with this run of games coming up, it's make or break for him. All you people that want that want row it out you're going to get your wish anyway by the end of by mid-feb he won't make it to the end of february look at the run of games we've got coming up well i can and look at the run of games coming up because I've, I've done my fucking research here we go you go it's our six there's a fucking beautiful link h thanks this is yeah. our six sex six next easy it's a family show league games west brom at home preston at home fulham away good luck with that one for anyone who's going because i'm fucking not cardiff at home um QPR at home and then Blackburn away. QPR fourth, I think Blackburn third. Cardiff always a battle. Fulham flying. That's going to be 10 0. Um, Preston always a bogey side. And West Brom. The six games aside, H, do you genuinely believe that he's capable of turning this round? And if so, how? I'll say this to both he's of got, he's got to get He's got to get the right personnel in for a start. Okay. And we need someone like Malumbi back. Because when we had Malumbi and we had people we could have, when you had that link person that could, you know, get the ball from midfield and do something creative with it, we go and smash. And I'm going to keep going back to it, that Forest away game on the Friday night, just before lockdown, before they paused the season, when we were on a roll of all rolls. Okay. And I think we missed out on the playoffs in the end by about three or four points, right, that season. Okay. And if it wasn't for COVID, I generally think that we probably would have made the playoffs because we wouldn't have lost the next game 3-2 against Derby and let that Sibley geezer, you know, uh, score a hat trick. Okay. And obviously, look, uh, we can't deal in, and I said this the last time, we can't deal with, we can't deal in what ifs. Okay. That, that, we can't do that. You're saying that though, but you're saying we was three points of the plus. We nearly made the plus. Fact is, we didn't get there. You know, we didn't know, but also, but okay, what other manager, I'm going to throw everything in, everything in the river now. What other manager has had to deal with a pandemic? All of them, all, all, all 92 managers. Yeah, okay. And like some of them have got better resources than we have. And how many of those 92 managers still got their job? Okay, I think, so the, I think so the Coventry manager, H, for instance, the Coventry manager had to deal with um, COVID, um, also injuries at the beginning of the season. However, their budget is smaller than ours. Yeah, they got better players, though. They have, but they they, they, they pulled them players in. Yeah, they also developed them through, you know, a few, they've got them, they've got a good scouting arrangement with Oxford, and there are a few other things going on there as well, you know, which which I don't know if we do. Uh, we've we've got some good young players. We've look again. I've, we've got so many injuries at the moment. It's it's, it's very difficult. We've we've got the we've got the best youngsters we've had in a very long time. Got a yes. lot of. More than capable ones. I just think if Rowick did something to show a bit of intent, what it is right, and rightly so, he's the manager and he shouldn't give a fuck what the fans think. I agree with that. He's a professional football manager. He thinks he knows his onions and he knows what's best. And if you if you start bowing down to fan pressure, then you are fucked, aren't you? But just to change something, just to show a little bit of intent, go, do you know what? Three at the back ain't working. I'm not going to play three at the back. I am going to drop Scott Malone. I am going to make an attempt to score more than an average of one game one goal per game because we don't keep clean sheets anymore either. 
So we are going to concede, which means we've got to score at least one, and we can't really score often more than one, which means we're only going to get a point in matches. Do you I, know I what I mean? At the moment, like who, like I mean, Mason Bennett, lots of huff and puff, but you know he's dislocated his finger. He's probably going to be out for another nine months or something. Right? <laughs> so he actually dislocated his finger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, apparently, yeah. Um, oh, um, God's sake! But he carried on playing, didn't he? Um, Mason Bennett and Benicophobia up front. And I mean, yeah. all right, you can you can tag row it for signing a phobie, but quite honest, what are we supposed to... Okay, well, John, okay, I'll just agree with both of what they say and we'll have a boring chat. No, exactly. No, so I'm just going to say as well, obviously, this is a fan channel. We do want to show both sides of the coin and, you know, debates to the contrary. So H is throwing things into the mix. You think that he is fucked, H, anyway. His time is up. But you I are think. pointing out, you know, reasons. But it just shows you, mate, because when I said this not too long ago... Every time he was getting a result, some guy on Twitter just kept tagging me and going, row it out, question mark. He's vanished now, obviously. <laughs> right. Um, it, it just seems to be everyone now. But H is obviously, you know, it, it, it would be a boring chat if we all just agreed and just slagged, row it. It would probably be quite exciting for me. Can I throw one more curveball in or do you want to move on, Dan? I don't mind. Go on, mate. No, go on, mate. No, it's good. Keep going. Right. I love it. So I was say, right. When we look at successful managers at this level in Mill's history, okay, and, and I mean in the second tier, so we go we go back further and further. There has only been one manager that has managed to get us out of this, and that's John Doherty, right? Mick McCarthy, yeah. got us the playoffs, didn't do it. Big old Mark mm. McGee, who I love, got us the playoffs, didn't couldn't do it. And they all have something in common. They've both, they all have roughly managed around the same amount of games for us, okay? And their points yeah. per game are very similar to what Gary Rowitz is. Gary Rowitz's points per game is 1.43. I don't really know what that proves, but I just looked it up earlier. It's a good stat, so I'm going to throw it out there. Neil Harris's was 1.49, but with two seasons, three seasons of that at a lower level. Never. So if you look at our last few, like our 10 best ever finishes, I think two of the best of those 10 or it's either mm. 8 and 12 we're under Gary Rowett now I'm not saying that that's what we should be aiming for I'm just saying yeah. I think the man personally needs to be given the next seven games and if we've got if we get more than two points out of those seven games keep the man in charge if we don't yeah ta-da can I, mean, I um, can I say something on what you've just said there H yeah um, sure. there's a again it's a big difference and I, and I think we're when we're de debating this, we we look at it from two completely different um, angles because you 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 were saying there about getting to the playoffs, etc. Said exactly what I was going to say. You're saying you're going to um, say exactly what I was going to say. That's not what we're aiming for, is it? No. What I'm going to say is out of the managers that you mentioned, say Mick McCarthy, Neil Harris, was there was another one. Oh uh, well, it, I think I only mentioned John Doherty, didn't I? Who got us there? Okay, so John Doherty, Mick, Mick McCarthy, and Neil Harris were the names I, I heard you mention. No, no, Mark McGee. Oh, and Mark McGee. Okay, so yeah, them right, four Mark. managers, not one of them four managers, drained the life out of us as fans, well, and made and made us and made <laughs> us not. Take, took our mill war away from us. See, I'm not. You said what we're aiming for. I'm not aiming for any. I'm not aiming for anywhere. I'm happy just existing in the championship. If we get there, great for a little one-off. To you know, we've got we've all got kids now. Let the well, kids fucking see it and have the iconic photos twenty years time. And not, not so funny, I'm not trying mean, to get anywhere. I just because I'm. Mean, I think Rowe, I'm with Kenny. I think Rowe is 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 killing the soul of the club and what he stands for. 
You don't fucking go to Blackpool and put eight men behind the ball and yeah, hope to lead. Then, but, uh, and the same at the same bat. So, so Lewisham Council and what they're doing with renewal around the ground. Okay, you're talking about the solo club getting taken away. Well, Gary Rowett's sapping it from one end, and Lewisham Council are doing it from the other today. So, you know, and it's not even going to be affordable for housing for people that actually live in the area. I think H with that, you know, we we don't have to look at um we don't have to look at them doing the paperwork. What we do have to do is watch Gary Rowett's football on the pitch, and that's what you know with us three and everybody in the comments we're all the same really what we do we work hard we provide for our family we're good people and then on a saturday we go to scream our lungs off support our football team the highs the lows we get pissed and then we get on a monday we recover on a sunday and we go we go back to work on a monday that is what we do and right now we're not as fans even you h because you said i'm going up there with beer because i know i know what's going to happen we're not enjoying our Millwall anymore. And that has nothing to do with renewal. Um, and that has nothing to do, in my opinion, with about the, with the players. I, I think I said in my in my post-match, you could have had 11 Ronaldos on the pitch. It wouldn't have made any different because if you've been instructed to do something to make your play so defensive, we're not going to win games and we're not going to be entertaining. And that is going to continue, unfortunately, because Gary Rowett, I don't... You know, well, I do dislike him as a person now, but he is a very dis- defensively minded manager, and you can't change that. And he's not going. To. <laughs> it's depressing watching me all now, mate. Hasn't it not? It's always been a little bit depressing, hasn't it? I mean, a little on, bit. I mean, if can you imagine if we had this when people like um, Jimmy Nickel was in charge, like when when we had bloody Tuttle. In charge of the football, because I mean, yeah, they didn't. Like, they didn't. Neither of those lasted three years, though. They fucked, no, well, fucked no, off. But neither of them had to deal with COVID either, or the, you know, yeah, and but the whole, to... the whole league, that's the whole no, fucking universe. No. That's still COVID. I didn't get. I didn't get to see one of my kids for fucking eight weeks because of COVID. But but I'm just saying that it, you know, it's fairly unprecedented what's happened over the last, you know, the last two years, and what okay, all football clubs have had to deal with. Some have dealt with it better than others, but some have got deeper pockets and the better, you know. So look, if if we, you know, I think if people, here's, then here's the next question, right? We want to move away from Gary Rowett. Who do we like? Who is in the in the word, you know, in the comments that are coming up down there? Who is going to give us our Millwall back? Right there is it, it, again. This is the thing we go. Who'd want the job? There is hundreds of managers. It's what it's a notorious club, six miles from central London. There is they'd be queuing up to take over. Stephen Reid is one name I throw straight at you. I've got um I've got a, a, a list of names here that um I decided to chuck into the. You said you didn't do no prep, you lying bastard. No, no, no. I, it's just I, I knew that I knew the question was coming, and it's it's a very very. Three. I've got three, so I'll follow this up. I will okay. I will pitch him with this. Yeah, go go on, Kenny. I've got a very very frustrating thing, is it? And, and I think it's a bit of a, a whitewash when people turn around and go, "Who are you going to have instead?" Then that's just like well, saying, "Well." well if you're gonna die, but you you know you got to cut your arms and legs off, you go. Oh no, as much as you just die then. Like you, you you cut the fucking leg off, you start again, don't you? You stay alive. Exactly. And and my answer to that is anyone other than Rowett. You you know, I, put put Robbo in, for instance, for the rest of the season, or, or or put Fitzgerald in for the rest of the season. Whatever it is, if we're looking like we're not going to go up and we're not going to go down, um, does any does anybody remember the, the the Leeds game against with Adam Barrett in charge? You know, just after when. Neil Harris went, you know, the type of football that we played was so different. Just let the boys express themselves for the rest of the season and we'll work after that. But I'm going to go straight away. I'll go 
Alex Neal, Tony Pulis, Chris Shute, and Neil Lennon, Mark Hughes, Gary Monk, Neil Warnock, Paul Lambert, you, Roslas, pension. No, 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 but I'm just saying Kevin Muscat, Stephen Reid, Sam Allardyce, Michael Flynn, Paul Allardyce. Tisnell, Keith Hill. Right, that, those are just a small list of managers currently that could manage in the championship um, and are free agents. I would. Do you know who I've who we agree on there? Houghton and Alex Neil. I think Alex Neil might be quite a good because you know, like he was at Preston, wasn't he, for a long while? He's a kind of individual. And I mean, I would love Houghton to come down here. I, you know, I'm not sure who fancied it currently, but I, I don't know. Uh, Woodgate, maybe I don't know. Look, I, I agree. What we've got to understand is if you do do that, we're going to go through another two sets of transfer windows when we're going to be rebuilding and we're going to be trying to align into that. Which That's you might... why now's a, this is why now's a perfect time to get rid of you, mate. We ain't going up. We ain't going down. We've got youth players there. We've got, if you let Rowett spend, mate, if, if they're thinking if Rowett doesn't do anything in the next six games, they're going to sack him. They'd be fucking mad to spend money. Maybe I'm thinking now that's why we haven't. Sorry, haste. I'm sorry to do this to you before you carry on. But if yeah. people donate, I have to read out the comment. No, go ahead, mate. <laughs> so, Northern Migration, thank you very much for your, your donation. Oh. Anyway, wait. What was you I saying? love you, H. I think you're a great bloke. Now, listen, H, H said to me today, right? Listen. I'm gonna do, we're gonna do the debate, and it, listen, it needs to be a debate for a good of the viewers. So it's only right we show both sides of the coin, which is absolutely spot on. I said that is absolutely fine, as long as you genuinely do believe he should still be in the job. Don't just do it for the sake of doing it. You said no, you know, there's got to be something going on upstairs where people within the club are agreeing with what H is saying. Otherwise, he would be gone, wouldn't he? I think John Berylson is risk averse, and that's why I think Rowett's still in the job. And I yeah. think Rowett's risk averse as well. I think they're two quite similar people. And when you get that, bearing in mind there's a lot of other Fruit Loop stuff going on around the club. I mentioned, obviously, the redevelopment and all that stuff. That's going to be taking JB's attention off things. Maybe what he. Um... <laughs> Steve Boris is in for it. <laughs> love that. I love that. Oh, I knew at Cardiff now, Steve. Borodash, um, yeah, back. Bit of Welsh there. Um, maybe he does, like genuinely, it's a really good point, Dan. Maybe he wants to keep things really boring, plain and simple on the pitch till the end of the season. And then he might re reassess it then. I mean, like I said, I, I think all of this, I genuinely think all of this discussion is um, by the by because I don't think he's going to, um, oh, I love that Alex Ray. Yes, I, I, I think we um, can all, I mean, for me... By the end of I February. believe that I believe that a, an ex Millwall person needs needs to be a man, manager. I think it's a little bit little bit like England. I, I don't believe you can have foreign England managers. I think it's similar with Millwall. I think you're best off having someone who's played for the club and gets it or has got some sort of affiliation with it. So that does limit that does limit it for me. But until you get to a point like Neil Harris did, where he tactically wasn't astute to take us up a gear. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm not digging. I'm not look before everyone like says I'm double West Ham, you know, a <laughs> man's an absolute legend. Okay. But genuinely there was a lot of frustration around the time just before he resigned over the fact that, you know, we're traveling to places like Backburn, we're traveling to places like Luton and, you know, he maybe didn't have the tactical now to take us to the next level. Now I've done it. Kenny, what do you think? Like, cause I'm me and Dan have spoken about that quite a bit. What, did you agree with me? Or do you think again, I should just go to West Ham? You know, you have to you have to say the question again. Sorry, what was the question? Like, do you agree with me that Neil Harris came to a dead end yes. with 
tactical development. Yeah, so so there, there's been a lot of lot of stuff on the internet about you know bring Neil Harris back and you know all of this sort of stuff. Um, I agree with you. I think that he took the club as far as he could go, and as a, as I previously said, he realised when it was time to go. Um, the only thing that I would have with um, Kevin Mazzi ain't in prison yet. <laughs> um, the only thing I would have is if, for instance, Rowett was to go, be sacked, whatever, I would have Harris in for the rest of the season, but I would probably only want him in for the rest of the season. I think it might come yeah. to that. I think it might come to that. I think that's yeah. the only way he would come back if they did ask him. I think he'd come in and just be a triple hero, player, all-time top scorer, manager, promotion, and some fucking good cup. I mean, you got to say, you'd only look back on Harris as a, with four memories. Oh, yeah. And because because he walked at the right time, yes. So all that sticks out in your memories now is the promotion and fucking unbelievable cup matches. Yep. Yeah. He's got dignity. Go, Gary Rowett's got no fucking shame or dignity. Yeah, the, the, this is the thing. is when, when, After three years of, of a Gary Rowett tenure, you know, in five years' time when we're talking about something else, we're probably still moaning about something. Um, I definitely will be. But when you look back at it in five years' time, what will you remember from the Gary Rowett era? Forest away. I mean, that's yeah, it for me. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And, you know, and that was it. And do you know what? That's the worst thing that ever happened for us as Millwall is for him to get a 3-0 win. Ken, I think me and you were separated at birth, mate, because in my right. notes earlier, I wrote this down. I've, I've not brought it up yet. I've just... Well, so much going people. on. It's been a really good debate. People were saying it. Na- name me, anyone in the comments, name me three really exciting wins under Gary Rowett in three years he's been manager, whatever he's been manager for. Name me some really free, exciting games. You can say the Birmingham one the other week. I'll well, take exciting. that. Sheffield Wednesday at home. See, the oh, Sheffield... I mean, my argument would be some big wins we've had at home. Sheffield Wednesday, Bristol City, and... Um, oh, that makes someone else, Huddersfield. They were all end-of-season nothing games. In my opinion. Um, Preston away when he wasn't in charge. I'll oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you said that and realised halfway through. Tell me a time when you've gone. Do you know what? In his, in his realm, I fucking enjoyed that today. I really enjoyed that. What a fucking guy Rao is. Thank you very much. I think there was a... that I could probably say well, one game, and I think that was an end-of-the-season game. It was... Um, I think we won 3-1. It might have even been 4-1. I remember Conor Mahoney got two assists. It might have been It might have been against Huddersfield. Yeah, end of the season. I mean, by the way, boys, you yeah. two you did both agree on one thing earlier, and I didn't agree with it both of you, and that's Houghton. And everyone's saying he's too defensive as well. Really? It is, it's, listen, it's, it's a difficult... Let's not make no bones about it. It's a very difficult job to come in and do, isn't it? Yeah, I, I wouldn't... Um, I, I mean, I'm not saying I, I, I'm for him. What I'm saying is, is that he's available. So yeah. like the the argument of there's no more argument now. Who's going to replace him? There, there's. I mean, I went online and just looked at three managers that aren't working at the moment that have worked within the Championship and League One, and there was about fifty names, right? So when you're you know up in the board and you're looking, you start ciphering through them. Me personally, I would go: is it uh, Michael Flynn um, or Tisdale? I think that they've they've done okay. I think that they'd be a fresh face in the championship and um, would be interesting to to, to give them a go. 
Well, H, Joe Morris is going to get sacked from Nice TV as well. Um, you completely agree with yeah. everything you're saying. I think, again, what I said to a minute ago, as a Millwall manager, okay, like I said with the England manager, I don't think Millwall, you're going, oh, yeah, we need to start popping the ball and getting into the to you know the top division. And I did say under, under Harris, it was negative, boring hoofball. However, I can take, I, sometimes it's a case of careful what you wish for, because I can take the lack of football. But what I can't take is, is the lack of, of, of desire and, and aggression and, and just the mere warmness of it all. I just I just can't take that. It's just you can't, it's you just can't grinding me down. Clifton Veld doesn't have that aggression. Like his tackles, it, like he would smash his nan for a gyro check, mate. He's yeah. out of control. That guy some days. Apologies to Grandma Clifton Veld. Yeah, he just um yeah, but he just fucking he was just kicking people. He wasn't on Saturday. He was so bad. I don't, mate. Yeah, but he's hardly. But I, I agree with you. I don't understand what. Round no, I don't get why. But hey, that's half the reason why he's not in the squad, probably. You know, most of the time he's not in the team. Um, and yeah, and take, I, that, take that fucker with you as well. We're on the subject. Sorry, carry on. Yeah, I think I think we said that. at the beginning of the season. I had I had Keith and Bell as one of one of our best players, but definitely the first five games of the season. Um, I think I remember turning around to you, Dan, at QPR, and turning and going, "Well, we got a player here." Yeah, like he was all over the place. Hundred percent. And I was like, you know, yeah, and you know, all of a sudden it's all been um, it's all been stopped and. I mean, he looks slow now. He looks old. He looks slow this and old. This is the thing. This is the thing with Keith and Bell, Ken. Sorry. This is what I'm saying about Ben Thompson. Some people go, you're fucking mad. Ben Thompson's like Keith and Bell, but just six years younger and a Mill fan. <laughs> Keith and Bell's probably going to end up with a contract at the end of the season. So you're going to play one of them. You might as well play some with a bit of energy because he is looking really, really old, isn't he? Mm. But yeah. here you go. Hey, yeah, hey, hey, about Mark as well. <laughs> yeah, that's well, making me look stupid. <laughs> no, you know what? Bart's a great shot stopper, but I've got it on good authority that George Long's a fucking good goalkeeper. Like, looks really kind of strong in training and stuff. So he's eventually he'll be the replacement. But yeah, Bart's been superb shot stopper. You can't knock it. Chris Rackham H is spot on, level headed, and dealing with our reality. We are a small club with average players and no money. So are we being unrealistic? Me, Kenny, and 308 of the 309 people in the chat. <laughs> but I, I, I don't want a lot. I just want fucking endeavour and a bit let's of fight. Be, and, let's, be know, honest, though. let's be honest, though. We're not a small club, right? We're not a small club. We are an established championship side. Uh, a small club is the likes of, I don't know, some, Tranmere Rovers, right? Is it, is it someone like that, right? Yeah, not you. Um, too, what was the other one? We're, we're, what was the other one? We've got no money. Well, we're apparently bidding 1.5 million for an unknown. So we can't have that, you know, not not a lot of money. We've got some money and we could dive into certain markets and try and find a gem with a lot less than 1.5 million. And that's what we're asking for. And this is the argument that we're having. I don't want a five million pound striker turn up at Millwall because that's what's happened with a phobie, right? Dude, it's exactly that, fucking happen. Yeah, and and you know, it's nothing. There's what I want is another. Ben Thompson, for instance, you know, someone someone that can get themselves about, put effort in, they leave their shirt on a pitch. Um, and if we if we lose games, but we've given it our all, we've created opportunities, we just haven't finished them, right? Then then I'm happy with that, kind of. Right. But there's a, there's a there's something that we can step on. And we lose every game. We mm. go down with no points, but playing entertaining football. Well, I'm not going to do that because 
the manager's going to be gone after 10, 15 games. The reality, but it's not, is, it's not working playing shit football, is it? Like you know, we're playing. We're playing. We were one point. We were three points off the playoffs. We was injuries. Yeah, but H, I was sixteen once. I'm not going to be it again. <laughs> I know. No. We're both. We're, we're both. <laughs> but we're both making the same point on different sides. I know what you're saying. Yes, it would be yeah. nice to have some entertaining football again. I completely agree with you because doing a round trip from down here, you know, 550 mile round trip, and having to stay at my old dears because there are no trains back to Kent. Like, it's not an ideal situation. Okay, especially when you're losing one nil and it's the most diabolical game of football you ever said. You know, you need to go to Colombia and come back with suitcases full of narcotics of the highest strength to get through any more of those journeys. But unfortunately, we've got Blackburn away in a couple of weeks, so blimey, where's my ticket to Bogota? But like I said, by then, route will be gone anyway, so this will all be gone. M one nine M nineteen eighty five. Thanks for the donation, mate. Super chats are open. You can donate to the channel if you want to. If you don't want to, absolutely not a drama. But please, at least subscribe. Page is talking sense. Rowan needs to be given next summer to keep rebuilding. COVID meant we couldn't get players out and get in. Look at Bod. Nobody wanted him. That's because he's shit. So no budget was less. Do we want to be Watford? Scored at the weekend. Yes. And then Steve Leach comes in with. Remember, Raul, it's so, uh, said about making the average age of the squad lower, then brings in Keith Evans, Malone, and a phobia. Of course, all of those he's managed before. See, I think he's, on that note, what Steve just said, I think he says the right things. I think he says what you want him to want to hear, but he don't actually deliver that those things, you know? Yeah, yeah, 100%. I think, you, you know, I watched his interview um after the Blackpool game. And I think I actually said in my post-match analysis, this is what he's going to say. Um, and, you know, he, he did. He turned around, he, he said, you know, we didn't show enough fight. I think we were all right, you know, for, you know, spells in the game, you know, and all that sort of stuff. Um, but he also still seems to think that he creates opportunities. Um, and and that's the worrying thing for me. And, and, and I do get his way of thinking. I I totally get it. And I wish it worked for him. The problem is it doesn't. Um, whether that's lack of motivation, um, whether we have the players on the pitch that can't do what he's asking us to do. Um, yeah, and 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 that's a that's a fair argument to have. However, my argument would be if they can't do what you're asking them to do, then you're going to have to change what you're asking them to do if you can't make them do it. Mm. Uh, and that is that is the difference between an average manager and a good manager. Um, you know, no, no, you, no, you, you want to try and play away, but realise that isn't working. I know H will say three points of the playoffs, but we didn't get there. <laughs> and that's when that's when the league at the start is doing that as well. When you can jump five places, you know, time time will always even it out. And we had those players in. Is it, like I said, and, the, and my main, last time we were talking about can we make the playoffs, and I said yes, but it's dependent on the next two results. Well, it's quite clear now, no. And also because we've lost a lot of those players. Like, we, we you know, we are now going to be swimming in mid-table, I think, and, you know, at very best. I mean, after so. the end of February, we're going to be towards the bottom of the table, I think. I, I can't see it, it being any other way, um, which is another reason why I'd be rowing in, because I think we need to get the, the run of terrible games out of the way, get him sacked, and then the new manager can come in and hopefully get a bit of momentum through some games that will be a bit easier. That might sound mad, but that's genuinely part of my thinking. 
I've left that comment on the screen for ages because Stephen Reedy's one interest me. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Just want to give out a shout to Mark Beard as well because he's been on the show. Fucking top man, mate of mine. Um, he did really well at the academy for Brighton in the semi-finals. Really good manager. Went to Stockport briefly as assistant. Now he's got the job at Dawkins Wanderers. I know it's non-league, but they are absolutely flying. They they are flying. Flying. They're in my brother's league. Yeah, they're yeah. Your brother plays at Tunbridge Angels today. Yeah, yeah. Oh, does he? Yeah, I, I see him against Maidstone just after Christmas. Ah, see, that was his. Um, that was a derby game, and um, he used to play for Maidstone. So yeah, there's a bit of um, ag there. Yeah, they lost four 0 didn't they as well? Yeah, they got smashed. Was yeah, one yeah. He's That's a centre back as well. <laughs> <laughs> right. So in the comments, right, put. Look, I'm going to scroll right down to the comments now. Right, you you boys can't see them. Can you boys see them? The the uh, yeah. viewers can. Uh, right, so from Jack Davenar below, if you want to have your say on anything that's been said or something that hasn't been said, uh-oh. and direct it either at one of us or all three of us, then start putting them in the comments and I'll start reading them out and we can discuss the comments, yeah? Sound good, boys? We still all right? We've been going in an hour. Why the fuck's yeah, that yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good, yeah. I think It is good, it is good. It's a good, it's it's a good question. Oh, yeah. If Ojo and Bradshaw were fit, would we have beaten Blackpool? We'd have had a better shout. So it would, it's really hard to say, isn't it? But I think. Hang on, where, where's he? Oh, here we go. We'll start with Dave Turner then. Yeah, go on. Sorry. Well, go I on, mean, I, I, I think, I think yes. I didn't think Blackpool looked particularly amazing. Um, I think our big, the biggest problem for me against Blackpool was that some of the players that we've come to rely on, like Murray Wallace, didn't have a good game. Malone got absolutely boshed down that right hand side. Um, we looked at sixes and fours at, at, at the back, and obviously our, our midfield was just had, looked like it never played together because it hadn't. So, if you stuck Ojo in there, it's just a bit more of a headache for their backing. You know, yeah, he could have done something. So maybe oh, I think we probably would at least got a point. Ken, yeah, I mean, I, I would say no, and that's nothing against Ojo or Bradshaw. I, I think that they would immensely improve our team in ways of talent. Chemistry, etc., like like H is saying, but uh, again, because of the um, the way that we set up, I, I, like I said, I don't think it matters who we would have had in that side. I think they overrun us in the midfield. Um, that that bowler, he won't be with them for long. Um, Boris, I think. I think uh, yeah, already linked. Yeah. Um, so I'm yeah. going to. Um, yeah, I'm going to. 
I'm going to go. I'm going to give Rowick praise for one thing, and I'm going to hammer him for another here in this because I, 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 I understand that he has been unlucky, and as I said, especially with low knees we've got in. I'm talking about Ojo. I'm talking about Ken Zahor. I'm talking about because you know I, I thought Troy Parrot was probably going to be fun. Troy Parrot was touted as something big for different reasons that didn't work out. There's someone else that I can't think of as well, but. Um, so we, I, I accept that. I accept that he's, he, you know, he come to the club. Oh, Joe, he got COVID after one game. Find that his feet getting back fit. Finally, started being played in a ten because Rowett doesn't play a ten. So I did a little dig at Rowett when he started playing Ojo in a position that we need a player in, and that Ojo is strong and he started playing well. However, it's only three games, so yeah. I can't get too excited about Ojo. However, Tom Bradshaw sat at the club and didn't get a kick under Gary Rowett for about a year and a half. He was injured though when he first signed. No, that, that he came back fit, and he scored the last game that Neil Harris left. Then he scored away at Brentford. Yeah, and he scored two goals at home against Leeds, and by this point, Rowett had the job. Rowett then dropped him and Conor Mahoney, and pretty much Ben Thompson out. Didn't want him around it. At which point, Bradshaw sat on the bench for about a year and a half. Um, Bavardson was getting picked over him. Smith was getting picked over him. Mason Bennett, Jeb Wallace were all getting picked up front instead of him. And I always said, if you play two strikers and give Brad Bradshaw service, he'll score goals. He finally puts him in because he completely run out of ideas and playing everyone else. And then Bradshaw got injured, unfortunately for him. So, again, unlucky on Gary Rowett's part. But he sat there for a long time unused. But I do feel if we had them two against... I mean, that the, the worst part for me wasn't even the defending Saturday. It wasn't even the lack of players other than Mitchell McNamara being able to complete five-yard passes. It was what he did with those three. He played three CDMs. And I felt like they was all sitting, they was all sitting back. But maybe I'm wrong. But the biggest problem as well, when we were talking about playing three CDMs, and, and H, you said earlier that um, it was Evans that was pushing forward more. It felt well, to me that, like on the right-hand side, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, and he was playing on the right-hand side. Yeah, I, I definitely noticed that. But this is the big problem with his management is – Surely you'd have Billy Mitchell pushing on more. Mm. You know, let that... yeah, I see your point. I mean, I'd only, I'd only counter that with saying he played Mitchell in the position he's been playing all season. So maybe that, look, look and, and but I do, mate, I'll take your point. Yeah, I get what yeah. you're saying. But again, like he's risk averse, isn't he? So that's it. Uh, Steve Morrison, I think it's a great idea because that was the Preston game. Yeah. <laughs> you think, do you honestly think that's a good idea? Like I said, get the next seven games out of the way. After Black, after Blackburn away, you know he can go back to the Midlands, back to Burton or wherever, and then we can all move on with our lives. Hmm. I think I, I like the idea of keeping in house to the end of the season. At least, that's Pierce. Yeah, although at Pierce, I'm not sure for me, Ken. Absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. Listen, in my opinion, Alex Pierce has been at the club for probably a year too long. Um, he's he's been keeping a seat warm for somebody else in that changing room. I appreciate he's helped us out the last couple of games, but he looked awful. Um, he looked so slow. The Palace game, I mean, although I felt like he'd done all right, he was one slip or turn away from letting him in. Um, scared yeah, as manager, he wouldn't have to be playing, Ken. No, true. Yeah, true. Sorry, I was I was I was going on a little bit there, but um, as, 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 manager, as for manager, look, he's he's apparently a cheerleader in the changing rooms. What we need is a is a proper boss, a proper manager, um, and that's not him. 
it's, even it's, for the end niche, of the season. It is a niche project. It is a niche job. I do get that. Um, Barrett can go as well. Yeah, people saying the comments earlier. It's not on the screen now, but you know we've got a lot of defensive coaches. But ultimately, yeah. to me, that boils down to right. Right, this is a good one. Cold blow lane, eighteen eighty-five. What formation would you play, and do you think you should change the formation all the time? Right. So this is what I'm going to say. First, new school football. Back in the day, you had fucking 11 players and two subs, and then it went to three subs. And those players played on shit pitches in shit conditions, 50 games a season. Granted, 90% of them are now in wheelchairs. But, <laughs> but for me, this new age football, this squad rotation, it's all too much. And another criticism I've got of Gary Rowett is, he's a little bit Neil Holloway-esque, as in you go into a game with a game plan, right? He never changes his game plan. Now, I don't mind not really ever changing the formation, but the game plan for him always stays the same. Defend, consolidate, and we'll have a little go. Hopefully, they haven't scored. We'll have a go for 15 minutes and try and nick something. If they have scored, then what we nick is going to be an equaliser. He changes formation so many times during a game and makes so many substitutions that things aren't going right, are they? If you go into a game and go, no, not new Harris did. I know a lot of the time is at a lower level. Right, 4 4 2. That's how we're playing, and we get a lot of results. Again, it was League One granted, but with Rowett, he is doing a Holloway, mate. He's fucking taking two off, putting three up there. One, We changed formation three or four times, which means plan A clearly doesn't work. So he tries plan B, he tries plan C, he tries plan D. But then when he goes back to next Saturday, he'll start off again with plan A. So for me, I wouldn't play three at the back. I'll play a flat back four. We absolutely have to play a 10, absolutely. Two central midfielders and a 10. Because the, otherwise, we're too detached from the strikers and we need two up front. Wing back, Scott Malone can't play wing back because he gets too exposed. So for me, a flat back four, two central midfielders, and then, you know, two wide men and two up front, probably. Not really a 4 4 2. I'd even go with a 4 5 1. But for me, this three at the back doesn't work. And we, we need, for me, the biggest thing we have to have, which we didn't on Saturday. But we did against Bristol City, and we did create a lot of chances. Is a ten? We scored two goals that day. Ken, what would you play formation? Why? Well, I know, but go and tell him anyway. Yeah, I mean, I, I would go with the old-fashioned, probably so, so like a four-four-one-one. Um, the, the reason why is because you're going to get you're going to get overloaded sometimes in the midfield um, if you're going to play say like that sort of formation, flat formation. So the reason why I say four-four-one-one is I think they can be slightly defensive with a a midfielder dropping, but then still having your two midfielders. Um, and I think that we need to utilise the wings. When we was most um, attacking were the days when you had, sometimes it weren't even Jed, it was um, Marlon and Fred on the right. You remember You know, remember that? Um, <laughs> um, you know, that type of, and that was 4-4-2. And we was always constantly going, flying down the line, getting balls into the box, um, and we were scoring goals that way. And I know, I know sometimes it's not that pretty, um, but it's still effective. And and that's the way I'd go. H? Do do we have the same personnel that Rowett had on Saturday? Take into account the whole squad, you know, what we've got. Swipes, he's been saying this all week on my social posts. <laughs> you know, just, every every post has not even been about it, but he's just he's had enough. <laughs> I, I would do if we were at home, I'd do something like four two four with those players up the top 
playing as wingers coming coming up and trying to build, you know, it's like up and down, like you know, Bennett on one side, uh, Mahoney on the other, a phobie and and Bradshaw in the middle, uh, Billy Mitchell and I would say George Savile in the centre, and then yeah, we probably need to do something with with Muzza, you know, Murray Wallace. <laughs> On the left, but I'd have yeah, obviously Danny Mac um, at the moment, Coops and um, and, uh, and and Hutch uh, at the back. But I'd if if, if Ballard was back, and we're saying that Ballard was in the side, I'll stick Ballard in there. And I think the one weak link there would be would be someone like um, would would be Murray Wallace maybe on the left. But you know he, he can do a job every now and then. And, I, and I'd have that at home and away from home. Yeah, I'd set up probably in a four five one with with some quick players that we could hit him on the break there and. And I'd I'd be more defensive, defensively minded, and I think people actually wouldn't have minded us setting up like we did at Blackpool if we were more attacking at home. I don't know that that's that, that's what I think people get most frustrated about is is that when we're at home we set up like Mark McGee did against Preston all those years ago. We lost one 0 he lost his job, which is what could happen this time next week, boys. <laughs> I just don't think that. I just don't think we've got any attributes of a professional football team. Honestly, I look at them and I think sometimes I might have a Jeremy Beadle to jump out and go, hey, mighty fucking around, he's your real team. We've got no pace. We've got no ideas going forwards. Well, we can't stream like, passes together. I'm not, maybe I've been, because this was the Blackpool game and last game. I was going to say, you know, game, yeah, I mean, look, I, 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 you know, Blackpool was bad. It was worse than Huddersfield. And on that basis... I won't be going to Fulham. I won't be going to Blackburn away. I won't be going to Stoke away. I might go Reading. I will go Luton. I'm, I'm done with it, honestly. I, Ken, you ain't been for a, you ain't been since Huddersfield. Me and you went there, have you? Yeah, I haven't been since Huddersfield away. It's just, um, I mean, there's been a couple of other reasons why as well. But um, yeah, the one of the main reasons is just I, I, all season we've watched this shower of shit. Um, and you know, like I say, I work hard all week. I pay my money. Um, I got five kids that I was taking to football. Um, and yeah, it was it, it was a it was a lot of money, a lot of effort, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and I just don't want to. I don't want to waste my time, essentially, um, especially when I can just watch it on the telly because I'm not getting any type of experience from it anymore. I'm not getting the yeah. joys, and I'm not getting. Absolutely. You know, I don't want to, even when I even when I watch us now on the telly if we score, I don't even jump up and celebrate. You know, it's it, that that's the way it's got me. So um what you're saying there, mate, spot on you you're getting absolutely no sort of experience out of it. I, I go to cinema quite a lot because I do that sort of thing for work. I enjoy it, I go there, I pay my money, and I walk out, usually full up a fucking Harry Bow to the brim and nachos, and I've had a good time. Yeah. I'm not having any sort of time at me all. I, I actually don't want to go at the minute. And Blackpool was a fucking nightmare, mate. I spent 350 quid on trains, <laughs> hotel. <laughs> like, and I'm thinking, I could have fucking gone on holiday for that. And what have I taken away from that? Just fucking hate, really, for the manager. But does it run deeper than the manager? Tommy's got a good question. Do we have to question the board? Are they pushing Rowett enough? Or are they content with mediocrity? Hey, she'll be good for this one. Well, I think what, what I earlier. No, Delves, you, me and you, me and you watch the games. H knows a little bit more and delves a little bit more into the running of day to day at the club, don't you? So you. Well, I think I think to a certain extent, yes. Like I said, there's so much other stuff going on around the football club this season 
that, you know, I think that they probably are looking at silly. John Berylson, oh, like what he really wants is a safe place to put some of his money so he doesn't have to pay tax on it. And he's also waiting for the regeneration of the area so that he might be able to cash in and make a bit of money there as well if, if my cynic brain was working. Now, look, I'm not digging the man out because he's pumped so much money into the football club that if yeah, you love him, I love him. Right? We want a boring owner. That's what we want. We don't want the circuses that have happened elsewhere because, you know, oh, geez, can you imagine if someone came and tried to stitch us up? I mean, they're, oh, well, I mean, they would never be able to rest their head anywhere in any part of the world. They would get got. Right? That's the end of that. So I think there is a little bit of the fact that they're like, do you know what? We're looking at the table, you know, okay, we've got some injury issues. We can, you know, if I'm sitting there in a CEO's position, I'm like, okay, hang on a second. We're going to stay in the championship more than likely. When you look, we're like 13 points off. We're about to go on a bad run of games. Okay, but we've got injuries. So we can blame the injuries for that bad run of games. We can keep Gary in and just keep giving him, like spoon feeding him like a little dog, a little munchie. Or here's £1.5 million bid for this. Here's £1.5 million bid for this other thing. Bearing in mind, you know, they've, they've brought in Ryan Leonard for what, £1.2, is it? What he came in for? And I, well, really, one, two, five, I mean, like, yeah, it's Bradshaw one two, and then the week, not even the week later, it's Lillard one two five. No, so I think that potentially, uh, I think they probably are quite content with like a bit of mediocrity somewhere because they know that everywhere else, you know, there's a headline every other week, and there's this, that, and the other. You know, there's, yeah. there's you, you've got to have it. You're right. You're saying you've got to have you've got to have some sort of stability, haven't you? If uh, if they give us fans everything we fucking ask for, we'd probably be out of business by now. And, and I would say, I think as well, you know, John Morrison has just written off how much, what, £21 million over the last three seasons or something, or whatever it was in terms of our losses over the last couple of years. I I don't know. I was trying to look this up. Maybe one of you two lads knows this, how long Rowett's got left on his contract. But if you're sacking out, you have to... Steve Lees will know in the comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it will, it will test. And if he has to pay him off... I mean, I think what they're thinking is let's let's just keep it till the end of the season and then, you know, do the old Kenny Jacket, you know, part by mutual consent yeah. and we can start. Yeah. Um, and the only thing I would say, the bet, I think the summer's a better time because the transfer market is a lot more active in the summer. I think January's always a problem. Mm. This is a good opinion. one. To all three of you, is John Terry a man you would take as manager? Good experience with Villa and a young and upcoming manager and could pull the strings of Chelsea for some loan or permanent deals. I will go first and then I'll go with Kenny and I'm going to keep it short. I would absolutely take John Terry as our manager all day long. End of discussion. Ken? Yeah, uh, just for the record, we're now 11 points off the um, relegation, just so you know. Peterborough are winning 2-0. What's happened? Um, Peterborough are winning 2-0? Yeah, away to Birmingham, yeah. Um, yeah, listen, I, I am open to any manager. Like, I'm, I'm open to any manager. So I feel like we've given Gary Rowe his chance and I feel like it's not worked out for him or won't work out for him in the future. So if you told me John Terry was coming, I'm either, I'm neither yes or no. Like, I, like, I don't have the critique of, of managers or, or understand, you know, how they play until they get in through that door work on our players and decide for themselves how the best way to play is. So I'd be open to giving John Terry, you know, the opportunity to to, to manage our team, but I wouldn't want to turn around and say, yeah, I think he'll be brilliant. Mm. That's just my opinion. I agree. H? 
no, he's no good Chelsea nonce, mate. I don't want him anywhere. And, you know, also no one would be able to bring their wives to the game, would they? <laughs> right. Good excuse not to bring the wives to the game, H. Oh, I mean, that's probably that's probably not a bad thing. Um, John Terry, I mean, he's got he's got that edge to him, hasn't he? Where you feel like he could kind of slot in a bit, like Dennis Wise could kind of slot in. But there are a lot of people that never accepted Dennis Wise because he was Chelsea, and I think you'd get the same with him. I also think money would be a massive would be a massive issue with him. Um, I, I personally, I don't want him near the football club, but you know that's that's, that's more of a rivalry, Chelsea, Millwall thing. That's probably a bit shallow, but I don't care. Mm, there's a few as well, like you know, some of them, you know, um, oh not that one, sorry, Ranieri. Oh, he was that one, Ranieri. You know, some we have to be realistic with. People oh, yeah. pointing to it'll be funny. You know, you know, yeah, he's won the Premier League. He's won the Premier League. Yeah, why not? I'd prefer yeah. Ranieri. He got sacked today, didn't he? Exactly. Yes, it's a bit unrealistic. Some of them, but John Terry, I think that. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it. But you're right, H. I think the, um, I think that the wages that he would want would be fucking probably three times on what any of our players are on. So it's. Um, he's also not potentially the, the the type of person that the football club are looking for in terms of their image at the moment. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't mm. I'm not sure if he's that if he's the right individual. I don't know. Steve Lee says Bradshaw is fourth in the championship with minutes per goal of one three two minutes per goal. Only Mitrovic, Brereton, Diaz and Godden, don't even know who plays for who's he played for Godden, have a better rate. Rowett preferred Bod Varson for all that time. There you go. Can't argue with it. Get Razor Ruddock says John De Gobo. I don't know about that John fucking hell. There's been a donation. I'm trying to find that, but I can't find it. Um but I will keep going until I do find it. Um, someone's agreeing with me. I don't know what that's about, but probably. How about Duncan Ferguson as manager again? He's, he's manager of Everton, isn't he? So he's not going to leave there to come there to us. Someone else is saying um, Ranieri as well. Right. Michael Heisman says Bury and Burke have to start. Now that is going to lead me on to a graphic I've already showed twice by mistake. One I put on social media in a week. How the fuck do we approach this West Bromwich Albion game on Saturday? These are our next six fixtures. If you are late to the stream, you didn't see it earlier. Millwall open to West Brom. I mean, the, the one saving grace we've got here is, well, it's not really saving grace, is it? We've got four out of our six, next six at home. Preston at home midweek, bumper crowd for that one. Fulham away, <laughs> new incoming. Cardiff at home, Steve Morrison likely come back and haunt us. QPR at home and then Blackburn away. So we've got West Brom at home on Saturday. On Sunday morning, I was so bothered by it all, waiting for my train at Blackpool. I thought of the player, and by the way, some people don't read my social media posts and it really fucks me off. Actually, read the post before you start commenting. Not you lot, obviously. Um, Of the players we currently have fit and available, this is the team that I would start at home to West Brom. Now, We've already discussed Ben Nicophobi isn't our favourite person. Well, he's our favourite person, but he's not a great player, is he? Um, so, again, some of these players are in there because there is no one else. But this is the team that I would go with against West Brom on Saturday. Bolkowski in goal. Flat back four. Murray Wallace, Jake Cooper, Sean Hutchinson, Danny Mack. Again, other than Danny Mack, three of those back four haven't been great. But, unfortunately, as I said, Ballard out injured. Scott Malone's been worse than Murray Wallace. Uh, Cooper and Hutchinson just need to get back to defending because their distribution has not been great. 
Then in the midfield, I'd have Billy Mitchell and Ben Thompson. Not because I think Ben Thompson's the greatest player in the world, but I, I know he's on the pitch. We've had four straight defeats, and what we're doing isn't working. I don't know how George Evans is a professional footballer. George Savile isn't fit. And Keith DeBell, as I discussed earlier, is just an older version of, of, of um, Thompson now. And that's not down to him. That's because Rowett let him rot on the bench for absolutely no reason. Then I would put Tyler Bury on the left, Conor Mahoney on the right. And I know Conor Mahoney ain't played a lot of games, but again, he's got talent. He can unlock doors. He's composed in and around the box. Burke in a 10. And up front, by default, Benikafobi. Now, I would go with that team because I strongly believe there's a strong possibility that West Brom will beat us. If we sit back, West Brom will beat us. So change something up and actually mm. fucking go for the jugular. And if the players do gas out at 60 minutes, then you can start making substitutes. I've taken Mason Bennett out of there as well. Not because I know he fractured his finger now or whatever he's fucking done this week, but I've just had enough of him on that basis. So that's the team I'll go with against West Brom. Boys, what are you saying about this side? Ken? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm definitely up for, for changing something. I'm not saying that I think it would work. Um, however, <laughs> it is something different and it is a case of going, right, well, let's give it a go. Yeah. Um, if you, you showed know, me that team a month ago, I'd have said you was fucking mad. Yeah. And, and I've I think had enough of it. Just I've fucking had enough. And if we go out and, look, and, and fall on my sword, I'll say I was wrong, but the players give it everything. And we had a go. Yeah, exactly. I, I, that, that's my thought process with that team. Do, do off. The problem is, is all I want is the team that he picked, for instance, on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was looking at some of the comments. Carry on. Sorry. I can't <laughs> see it. I can't see. Is it? Is it? Uh, they turned from you onto me now. No, but just it's just um, uh, don't worry. Sorry. Go on, Kim. Um, carry on, Ken. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that. Um, it's a, it's about giving it a go. If you, if you give it a go, and then like you say, you fall on your sword, then 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 you fall on your sword. But at least we've given it a go, and at least Gary Rowett then has an argument because at the moment he he doesn't, in my opinion. But Dan, I'm happy with the team that he started on Saturday. Right. What I'm not happy with is what they're being told to do. Yeah, well, I mean, look. Keith and Melton Evans, that's what's killed me more than anything. As bad as much as Sean Hutchinson and Murray Wallace and Jake Cooper just kept passing the ball off to the linesman <laughs> from five yards under no pressure. The thing that's done me about that is we had three in midfield, and I went, All right, well, he's gonna let Mitchell and he's gonna let Evans bomb on for once. Because you know, one thing about Evans is he can score a goal, he scored a good goal against Burnham, he scored away at Luton, he can actually score goals if allowed to bomb on, but none of them were allowed. Well, they didn't get him the ball, though, did they? I mean, I, I feel like I've got to try and defend... That's because they were standing Coral behind Bobkowski for half the first half. Well, I mean, look, the distribution from, from the boys at the back was absolutely shocking. And there was no really? link play. They look, it looked like what it was, a patched-up team from start to finish. It looked like the patterns of play, as my mate quite rightly, Mill Halfway Line on Twitter, quite rightly said that it looked like a team that had no patterns of play. We didn't have any patterns of play. Why? Because that team had never played together. Um, we never so do have any plans. Um, you know, I mean, but is it we've had that all season? Uh, sorry, Dan, you want me to have a quick look? Look, I love the attention. Well, look, sorry, this this uh, wind it back then to Blackpool. You're saying we didn't have our side out. Who in that side doesn't usually play regularly? Well, Clifton Belt hasn't been, has he? Okay, I'll, I'll take Clifton Belt, yeah. Mitchell would be, back. Ben would be playing. Who Bennett wouldn't be playing. 
Well, he, he was a Rowett signing. He would be playing if, if he could say oh, fit. No, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up. If if you put back into that, right, you've got to stick in there. Um, you'd you. I mean, I think you'd keep in Mitch, wouldn't you? He's been playing quite regularly. You've got Wallace to go back in there. You've got. I think you've got Ballard to go in there instead of Cooper. Um, Tom Bradshaw to go up front instead of Bennett. You've got. Um, and and for me, you've got George Savile. But I'd have him kicking on instead of Evans, right? Mm. The thing is, you've got five of that, four of that front five, other than Billy Mitchell, are all Gary Rowett signings. They're all Gary Rowett signings. Four of that front five are Gary Rowett signings. Oh, I didn't say signings were any good, did I? (laughs) (laughs) True. Right, so get back to West Brom then. There you go. What would you do on Saturday? What Do you think I'm a lunatic to put it out? I'll be honest, a month ago, I probably would have said the same. What the fuck are you about me? Dan, I like what you've done there. My questions would be, is Bury fit enough? Is Burke fit enough? Though my first two questions and questions only, otherwise I like what you've done there. And actually, yes, that, but that if they're not, why not, why not play him for an hour? Why not well, play him for an hour and then take him off? Giza, I, I don't know. But like I said, you've also got to be a bit careful with some of your younger players that are coming back. We're playing a team that's right up there. A couple of bad games and Tyler Bury's head could go, right? I'm just I'm just I'm just saying that that's one eventuality that could happen to young players. I'm not saying it will, but it could. Yeah. I, I like I like what you've done with that team. I do like it. Okay, um, I think the formation spot on. instead of Tomo. Well, yeah, it's almost almost what I said earlier, really, isn't it? Uh, four two four. Anyway, um, look. Instead of Tomo, I would potentially have Cliftonfield in there if 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 it was Cliftonfield from the beginning of the season because he was class at the beginning of the season. Or if we could get George Savile back late fitness test or whatever, I'd stick him in there and try and get him to play in a different role. And I do agree that Gary Rowett has not done what he needed to do with, with George Savile this season. Because if you look at what he does for Northern Ireland, he's a much more effective player. Well, he's sort of like signing, you know, we're looking at Ramseller, we're looking at Sibley, we're looking at um, Fleming. And someone made a very good point to me the other day, that if these players came in, would he actually play them in the position they're supposed to play? Or would he try and restrict them? In which case, don't look to sign them. Well, let's look. I can only believe what he said in his... Um, in his in his in his comments in the week about him in the Southern News, I think it was or, or South London Press, about him wanting to bring in more attacking players who can play the ball on the ground, and that's got to start somewhere. And you know, I, I think I think he has upgraded players in certain positions. Yes, he's brought in a lot of individuals. We've got to do something about Fobi. It's it's you know, it's interesting that we had the discussion last time. Should we sign him in the summer? Well, it's a definite no now, isn't it? If it weren't before. Mm. Darren Cuddy, thank you so much. Good point as well for your donation, but really good point, mate. Row it out. Feels like we've lost our identity. I mean, can this many of us be that wrong? It's nothing even against Row. It really, I just don't, I've said from day one, I don't feel he gets the club and we've just lost our identity. We've got no fight. We go into, go, we're lions, we're, we're the lions and we go into games cowering with our tails between our legs. It's just not the meal way, is it? I think, I think you've got a, um, You've got to sometimes take that this Millwall way with a pinch of salt, in my opinion. Um, the reason, the reason why, because I, listen, I, I like to think heavily of the Millwall way because you know that's prob- maybe all I've ever known as such. But at some point, Dan H, we are probably going to have to take ourselves away from the Millwall way because every because that's unfortunately the way football's going, mm, um, and it will be all sort of you know nice passing and. People are going to be there with their sticks and flags and shit. But like, 
that you know, like I say, that is the that is the way. Unfortunately, football is going, and at some point, maybe not in our lifetime, but at some point, it will it will go like that. Um, however, if if what Gary Rowett was doing was working, we probably wouldn't have a problem with us losing our identity. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing, isn't it? So, you yeah, know, if we were doing tippy-tappy passing, creating opportunities, winning games, entertaining football, but we weren't doing it the Millwall way anymore, you wouldn't have anybody moaning. No, I, I fully agree, mate. I fully agree. Darren Cuddy. Oh, sorry, you donated. Steve, thanks, mate. Very much appreciated your donations. I might have missed a donation. If I ever do apologise, whoever's made it. And you can donate in the comments. If you don't want to, just subscribe. We're flying on my subscribers at the minute. H, uh, question for you that I've just written down, and we can all discuss this. It's not on the screen, obviously. It's my own question. Should I write in the comments so I can do it properly now? <laughs> three-year plan. Is he on course for it? Can he execute it? Well, he's not on course. You're going to say it, no because of COVID, aren't you? <laughs> what do you want me? To, but okay. But look, I'm not being funny. No, I'm not saying the piss. I was being dead <laughs> to do it. I think this is probably quite a good analogy, all right? Because I work in education, but and, and Gary Rowett's very much like a head teacher, okay? He came in to take over a school that was actually doing all right. Not being, you know, it wasn't brilliant, it wasn't great, but his what he had to do was come in in that job interview and say, in three years, I want to try and take the club into the playoffs and for them to kick on. And then what came along, you know, three months later was the biggest health crisis this country's seen since. 1919. Yeah, okay. but that wasn't, that wasn't yeah. limited to SE 16. It was limited to the whole country. The oh, well, yeah, but some places are more equipped to deal with that kind of adversity than others. Okay. I get that. But at the same time, you know, when I speak to my mate who does the betting on this and he gives out points to that the den, a home advantage at the den is 0 0.2 on top of every bet that you have on Millwall because of that home advantage. And he played how many games without a crowd at the Den? A lot. And so mm. I think, so you even believe it. So if I'm John Berrison, okay, and I'm conservative about risk, which he clearly is, okay, because otherwise he'd be at some other Fruit Loop team. He is like, hang on, that three-year plan has been kicked at least 18 months down the line. So how long has he got? Well, okay, well, he can come in. He can spend a little bit of money here. He can spend a little bit of money there. He was getting a team together that was only three points off the playoffs. And then he got all these injuries. So I think, yes, he probably, you know, I think it probably is a freak. Now, he's got a three-year plan. Now, has can he execute it? I don't, I don't think he probably can. I think he doesn't realise how difficult it is to bring people into South East London with all the other competition out there and the other money flying around. Um, I think he's having to reach further than he thought he'd have to reach. I think some of the players that he thought he could lean on, he's not able to lean on anymore because they've got older and they're not quite as effective as they once were. Mm. And he's now having to stretch outside of, outside of his comfort zone. He's also quite a young manager in terms of his age, isn't he? He's not someone that's been, a, you know, he's, he's been to a few clubs, but only since 2014. He's still learning. He's mm. got to adapt. If he doesn't adapt, I agree with you, boys. He's gone, and he's gone by the end of February. Yeah, well said, mate. And on this subject of all of that, Badger says, trouble is, Dan, you're not picking a team. And that's right. I can sit here and fucking work out formations, and we can say whatever we like. But on Saturday, I'm fully confident he will go three at the back. He will go one up front. Okay, maybe he pretty much has to go one up front, unless we're getting Jordan Hugo or someone else before that point. As much as I hated him, I would look at the league table and say, I've said this on my videos, 
despite I can't stand the way he understands and, and executes football matches as a manager, you can't really argue where we are and what we're doing. However, I think now you can. And I think, well, Ken, you always say how stubborn he is. Do you think now he will bite the bullet? I think if he, look, if he puts Bury left, Burke right, and has a go, puts a flat back four against West Brom, and we have a go, and why shouldn't we? Because it nearly works against Palace, and they're not Palace's level. You know, I'll hold my hands up and I'll say, look, you know what? At least he's tried to change something. At least we've had a go. But I'm pretty confident he'll go as close to that team as Blackpool as he can. He may he may take out Evans or probably probably Keith Dunbell and put in Savile in a 10. The, the, big, the big problem is, Dan, is that even if he does, even if he's watching Lions TV right now and watching Gary. as a look at that lineup, right, and goes, that's what I'm going to do on Saturday, right? If we win, Gary Rowett is a tactical mastermind to all Millwall fans. What do people think he is? I don't know. Quickly it changes, right? Right. Um, but I can tell you something. We'll then play Preston on a Tuesday night and he'll go back to it. And, and this is the problem with the stubbornness, is it? He will sometimes, for a very small period of time, try something different or make us play a different way, etc. But we have absolutely no. We don't have any other outlets now. We have got a phobia. That's it. That's our, that's. Our, I would have. I would have. You know. I would have kept Matt Smith. Yeah. I. You know. I. Would, I know he weren't as effective as as what he was. Um, but still, it's an option. It's an option. Uh, we've got nothing now. How are we going to score goals? Who's going to score our goals? Because the phobia can't score. Bennett has hurt his finger. Now, Burke is yeah. Burke is un. Um, proven, we, you've got to give him five, ten games to I mean, bet. How much, how much pressure are we putting on him now, Burke? Um, Burke exactly, Burke's, Burke's got to be Burke because yeah. Jensen is fucking missing, which we haven't discussed. Joe O'Mara's in the chat, and he, he summed up perfectly, Joe, the other day on his post match when he said he's had 22 days to sort this. And like you say, Ken, he's let all right, Bavarsen weren't anywhere near it, but he's let Smith out the door with no plan. Well, he might have had a plan, but you just you physically do not. Say to Smith, you can go, but you got to fucking wait until someone's in. You still get out before the transfer window. Yeah. You still go to Salford. It's still done. But you've like, also got to remember that this. He's had time to stop this. He has probably um, participated in at least fifty percent of our games, Matt Smith. So it's not like he's. It's that not like he's, yeah. Yeah, exactly. He was a, a part of the squad. You definitely mm -hmm. always on the bench, and say fifty to sixty percent of our games came on. Um, usually to be used to impact the game in a positive manner by trying to get an equaliser. So when you take that away, I mean you can tell by his um you can tell by his substitutions. Um, on Saturday, what he did is he put on two wingers. That was all we had. Right. Literally not I mean it's bad, isn't it? It is bad management, bad not just of the team, but of, of your squad and your and your clientele in general, that you've not got one. How has it got to that point where we've got what I mean, you would have even kept Bavarton and gone, What? Yeah, we've got we've got a strike on the bench that's got championship experience. We've literally not got one. Yeah, this, this is what I mean. Like, you know, I, I don't rate Dad Bod at all. Um, I don't really rate Matt Smith. I think he'll absolutely smash it at Salford. Um, but I um if you haven't got them we haven't got any attacking options anymore. So in that last five minutes, if you'd seen him chuck on Matt Smith, dad bod or whatever, 
gone to a flat four, more attacking midfield, wingers, people like Mahoney, which, by the way, is one of the very few players in our team that can deliver a ball for Matt Smith. Mm. Um, then, all of a sudden, you go, ah, oh, we gave it a go. Yeah. And Alf Brent says, good show, great comments. Thank you very much. I just want to enjoy myself when I watch my team, win, lose, or draw. And that's the thing. I'm not fussed about the result. I'm not fussed about going up or fucking do it. But just just be fucking Millwall. And like you said, we've got to get away from that. But it doesn't mean you, you want to play football. You want to pop the ball. It doesn't mean you can't still have fucking endeavour and, and you know desire and fitness and pace and ideas of how to attack. Isn't it? We're we're missing we're missing. I've said this a, a, a million times. We are missing a, a natural leader in that team. Firstly, um, I think that's something that's very very important. I, who, who's our Hutch is our captain, isn't he? You know, well, Pierce is yeah, but Hutch yeah. when he play, well, yeah, you know, we we just need a, a, another a solid leader in there. Um, I think our midfield is shot to pieces. Um, we need to make a lot of change. If we was to ever be competitive in, in the top half, I think we need to change a lot of that team. Mm. Well, I spoke to you two off air before, and I can't say exactly what I said off air, but I will say this. I, I'm confident. I've got it on good authority. There's going to be two more players in before the end of the transfer window. So, I mean, they both really, we need a lot of players, but one of them needs to be a striker or two of them. They, they both need to be forward thinking players. We've got, we've got, Maybe not the talent, but the capabilities and depth to deal with defensively, especially with Ballard coming back, especially now with Hayden Muller coming back. We need two other players in. And Jimmy says, lads, you reckon we're serious about the foreign market? Or you reckon it's just a case of um, of low service and bids yeah. just to service, yeah. show we're trying? I said this to you, H, didn't I, the other day? I said, I had a thought. I said, do you think that we're just making these noises, maybe even to rowing, going, oh, we bid, but it hasn't been accepted because... Other than simply, we've not gone back in with a second bid. Do you think they might have half an eye on getting rid of him with, with the next six games in mind and just maybe entertaining him? Yeah. But it, I mean, there's got to be something in this foreign market. It's not just come out of the blue. They said it last year, didn't they? It's funny this because I knew about the Afobi transfer long before it happened, Ken, didn't I? Yeah. And now it's, I, told the, I told the boys on the group chat that he was coming in literally about four months before he did. And then... And then um, when said Gary Rowett's talking about dipping into the foreign market, and I think it is you, Ken, when he put it on, he's fucking talking about a phobia because he's playing in Turkey. <laughs> but he obviously yeah. wasn't. There's obviously there's other, other targets out there. And I think it can work. We spoke about this before. If you're not going to go with your youth, and we can't afford championship or Premier League players, realistically, no one in the champs going to join us and from another club. Lower leagues and non-leagues are more difficult now because of social media. You know more. I mean, back in the day, no one would have known about Lee Gregory really when we signed him on social media now. Lee Gregory would be all over the place as a Halifax player scoring a lot of goals, wouldn't he? Uh, but I'll it's for a market. Is, is it is it got legs or is it bollocks? Well, look, I think, I think there are lots of different ways now that you can scout players and that mould was broken by Brentford okay and looking at like the GX model that they were using and all kinds of other stuff so you can scout 92 different leagues and look at players that are potentially undervalued in a money balls type system I know someone who does this um, professionally and you can buy that information off them um, I know that Bournemouth do I know that a couple of other clubs do that as well um, and you've only got to say one thing haven't you I think if you look at a player like Timor Pukki, who I came, I think, from Bromby. Am I right? Is that somewhere like that? Though, somewhere right? like that, yeah. 
Danish Premier Division that, you know, I've, I've been to FC Copenhagen. And if uh, Stefan is out there this evening, evening Stefan listening to this, I went to the game with him. Sometimes you will see him with his big Fredericksburg um, away flag, but obviously hasn't been over because of COVID. Um, you know, I think there is definitely, that's the kind of place where you might pick someone up. Um, and I think you're absolutely right. You know, the non-league now is is, is is kind of gone a little bit. You know, you have to get really lucky or, um, you know, the, the Premier League clubs sign so many young players just to keep them so that other people don't get them. Yeah, and if, if you watch that um, BT Sport thing about, you know, the South London footballers and, you know, I think they said 15% of young English players in the Premier League now have come out of South London. And one of the comments I saw online was, why the hell are we missing out on these individuals? And I'm like, well, it's really simple. You know, if Millwall or Chelsea are giving you interest, you're going to go to Chelsea because, you know, that that's the thing. You know, But what they do is they keep that individual so that Arsenal, Fulham... You know, Spurs don't get that individual. It's a really poor model, you know. And you look at lower teams now like Fisher, who have got all of these young ex-academy players from Arsenal, Chelsea, Spurs, that are now down in, what, the sixth or seventh tier playing their football down there because, you know, they weren't given that opportunity to go and play for Wrexham or Chester or whoever else in the lower leagues, you know. And there are some better models out there like Peterborough, dare I say. You know, they, they, they've brought players through the ranks. So I think you've got to look abroad and I think that it probably is easier now to scout players abroad and to get that model because you can buy information in now I don't know you know where where we would get the money to do that for example maybe from getting rid of people like Matt Smith and uh, John Daly Bavardson's wages and you can throw a scout some money but you know that that's the way that they were doing it and I know certainly we had people like um who did I speak to recently uh, Alex Stepney and and, and uh, Ryan King who have been in Norway and have done bits of scouting for Millwall you know, casually and, and have sent them names and stuff in the past. So, you know, yes, I think I think that it just feels to me like too much effort for the club to have to go out and be like, we're looking at these individuals abroad if they weren't seriously trying to do it. Now, I guess the only thing for me is... Jimmy calls it, Jimmy right, nicely calls it lip service. Yeah. that what you need for the original? I like that, Jim. Yeah, yeah just, just saying they're going to... And maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe those, maybe the bids that they are putting in are nowhere near the benchmark that those individuals would, would expect. It's really difficult, isn't it, if you're going into an unknown market like that, and especially at a time when all football clubs, with the exception of probably, you know, the top six or seven in every league around the world, are scrabbling for money. Yeah. Talking of abroad, Christian Bastinelli, thank you very much again for your donation over there in Belgium. The Euros are flying in to the Lions TV bank account. On that subject, just quickly, on a separate issue, separate note, through the company I work for, they're going to start doing football scouting again because they manage talent, ex-footballers and people who are influencers who have been in reality shows, they're going to start doing football scouting again. So I know the sort of bracket these scouts earn and it isn't, like you say, they won't be sending the geezer over. They'll have someone over there and they don't, they're not paid loads. So I, I definitely think it's got legs. What was you looking at there, Ken, in the comments? I saw you look at saying and laugh. Was it saying you wanted to reply to? No, 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 no. It looks just looks like Joe's pulled. Oh, was he? Yeah, with Eva. Oh, uh, yeah. I see Eva floating about. I think that's um, I think that's the old um, what was the other one's name? Sophie or something? I can't remember. <laughs> Surely they'd have trained that formation a week. For fuck's sake, they're professional footballers all on over ten k a week. Players must take responsibility as well, and they're all woeful. 
I agree, Trev. Yes, they're professional footballers. They should be able to pass from A to B. I did, I did say that. It wasn't really anything to do with Rowett. But what I do say is I think that's the, the detachment between the players and the management. In my opinion, I don't know anything, but it just, you know, you just feel a sense of atmosphere sometimes, don't you? And I, and awesome. I, I, do, I do sense it. I know, I, I do get the feeling from previous comments from Rowett. He's, he's not really got a lot of confidence in, in, in the players. And that's what I'd be saying about, look, the fans don't like it. I don't fucking want to keep going up north. I'm, I'm, for example, I'm a winger, or you know, I'm an attacking player. I don't want to sit back and defend in this formation. Like, this ain't the answer. But I agree, they run a lot of money, and they should be able to pass from A to B without an absolute doubt. People enjoy my team. I think the, I think another argument towards that is, is that they haven't just been training all week. They over the last three years that team has been part of that formation at some point. You know, so for instance, even Mahoney has been part of that formation at some point. So if you're not even in the team, you will be training every week within that team. Exactly, exactly. And, and you know, you're going to know the players that you train with. You're going to get a rough idea of their movement, um, etc. And also, you probably have an A side and a B side. They do do so that a lot of training. training um, the B side, who would say, for instance, be the fringe players, some of the under 23s, maybe the subs, etc., against your first team. So the argument is sometimes, well, when these players come in, but they've never played together, granted they haven't played a championship level game together, but they should know certain movements of other individuals, etc., etc., if they're training with them week in, week out. I agree that I agree, fully agree. Alex S, look, listen, for me, this sums up Millwall and what it's about. We don't need 11 Ronaldos. We don't need 11 Lee Gregory's. We need we need 11 Murray Wallace's. For me, <laughs> if he had 11 Murray Wallace's on Saturday, we'd have lost by about 25 goals because he was shocking Saturday. And I don't often say that about him, but he was poor. He, he has been poor lately. He did make a fantastic goal-saving tackle in the first half where he sort of dived in front of it and it deflected over the bar for a corner. But it, I think that sums me all up in a way. It's just about commitment now. It's not... You know, I don't, I'm not fussed if we don't play good football. I just want us to go and give a good account of ourselves for the club. I, th I think Dan and H as well. I think again, because uh, I always, I'm always boiling it down to formation and tactics and instructions. And I, and I honestly do believe that the players, majority of them, that go out on that football pitch, do actually give a hundred percent to the course. Uh, you know, I honestly do. I don't think that I don't think that they're operating very well in that in them tactics or that formation or with the instructions they've been given. But I do honestly, I don't believe that there's a player on that pitch is that is is sulking. Uh, I, although I think they are all against the way they're being played. Mm. Well, look, but now this isn't where it's got to. Now, obviously, that ain't gonna get in under my breath. We're relying on fucking other results. <laughs> We're relying um, on Peterborough to lose. Yeah. Well, what did you just say there, King? Because it was something I wanted to say on the back of that, and I couldn't remember what you said. Sorry. Um, what was we talking about? What was we just talking about there? It was something I wanted to say. I'll be right out, lads. You've been, you've been. Yeah, you, know, you, know I've got, I, you know, I've got lupus, mate. You said I've got short-term memory. So, <laughs> if you ask me something that happened twenty-five years ago, I'd remember. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll find something to talk about. And let's start with that. Why did we not get a Lafay back? Um, okay, so um, he missed the recall window. The recall window had had already finished by the time that Bradshaw had got injured. That that's my understanding of the situation. Oh, really? And, I didn't yeah, realise that. 
Yeah. There's also I saw an article from now where he said it was there if we wanted it, but we decided against it. No, I think that they were debating on whether they should bring him back. And then they were like, no, he'll be fine. Let's give him another half season. We're not quite sure he's ready yet. And then down goes Bradshaw and a phobie decides that he can no longer score or head a ball and just wants to try and sort of do a weird kind of like every time a ball comes near him. I think that I think that's the right call though, you know, um, for Alafay to stay where he is. Um, as as much as you know, we're all screaming about getting you know get Alafay back. He's banging in goals. He's banging in goals. I mean, I've spoken to quite a few Sutton supporters, and they actually say he's not all that. Um, I know he's good, he's good, but I've noticed. I think he's good from what I've seen of him. I went to watch him in the Atlanta Orient. I have noticed a couple of injuries here and there. He picks up a little, little injuries, but. Let's talk about our mate. How have we got nearly two hours into this podcast about fucking mentioning this man? <laughs> well, he's old news now, isn't he? <laughs> um, I'll tell, tell you what, what one thing about Jed that is is horrendous, and that's the way the club is handling this. For someone who's meant to be our talisman, our our, our the key figure, maybe even a certain face of the club among champ, championship supporters. Um, when that, when you say Millwall, what probably one of the first names you'd think about them would be Jed Wallace, um, etc. We know absolutely nothing about what's going on with Jed Wallace. We all we know is he's gone for a scan. Um, we only gone for that scan. He's fucking me going ages. Well, exactly. Uh, results would usually come back immediately, wouldn't they? Um, we have no idea on length of time, um, etc. We have no idea about the contract negotiations that. F- that he was having a, you know, about renewing his contract and why he doesn't want to. We know absolutely nothing about our talisman, um, and I think that's really poor for a club. It's been, yeah, it's been it's been um, it's been really badly handled. H, uh, I think maybe that's a deliberate ploy by the club because I think that if he has gone for a scan and there is something wrong with him, it obviously affects his transfer value, right? And and it's quite clear that we're not going to be able to get what we want for him or what he is worth anyway. If you look at the transfer market, I think we said this last time, he's worth in their estimate, okay, in their estimate, not my estimate, their estimate, 6.3 million roughly. And like we're saying, we'll be lucky at the moment if we get two pints of Hook Norton and a packet of crisps for him. So all of a sudden, if you then throw in a scan, oh, maybe they've got the results of that scan and they're like, okay, well, now we really are fucked because what are we going to do? We've got a scan where he's torn something and we can't sell him in this window and he can't probably play for the next six games. <laughs> so we're going to be changing our management anyway and it's all going to be a massive revolution and we're going to have to go back to square one and we might get relegated and we're all doomed Captain Mannering. And then he'll stay with us. Yeah. <laughs> and, and never quite be as good as he was previously. And yeah. we'd always be like, are oh, we running down blind alleys? Are oh, we trying to do too much? Yeah, because he loves the club, he loves the team, he's a skillful player and it is what it is. So I think maybe it's that. I mean, I, I agree with you a little bit, Kenny. You know, it, it, it is difficult, but... Charlie says rightly there, if we can't get signed a decent player, then throw big money at Jed. Ken, you're right, it's been very badly handled. I can't fucking work out what's going on with it, honestly. player isolated by himself isn't going to do... He's not, he's not good enough to make that much of an impact at the championship level to, to be worth giving out that sort of money, in my opinion, I think you need to build other decent players around him. Now, maybe that's by changing our system. Maybe that's by getting 
George Savile to play in that more, like we were saying, a 10 role because he can score you 12 goals. We've seen he can do that. He did that previously in the Championship. And I don't believe he's lost that ability. But that is one area where I'm critical of, of, of Rao. He, he, has, he needs to look at that and, and think about what he's trying to get that individual if and when he comes back from his injury. So It pops up today on um, social media. It says, um, Gary Rowett makes admission about or makes honest admission about winger's future. And I thought, oh, fuck, Jed. I quickly clicked on it and it was about Tyler Bury not going back to Hartlepool. I was like, ah. But, I mean, when does the transfer window close? Anyone even know? 31st, isn't it? 31st, yeah. End, end of the month, mate. So we've got another week of it, right? Is that right? Just over a week? Preston's the yes. first. No, it's next Monday. Yeah. 28th yes. Friday. 28th Friday because it's my birthday if anyone wants to buy me a present. No. I'm going to be 31. <laughs> there's so many... There's so many... <laughs> there's so many... Um, there's so many comments actually backing up. But Hook Norton, Red Rye. If you're out there, Hook Norton, you know, I can... Uh, Send me a few of these, FOC. I'll get them on every other week. Uh. <laughs> You're asking for fucking beers one week, clothing for the next. Yeah. Demanding, demanding. Right, boys, listen, I think I've kept you long enough. It's been nearly two hours again. I've really, really enjoyed it. Great chat. And if you're up Great. for doing it again next Wednesday, by that point, we would have played two more games. And hopefully, we fucking should have signed someone because the transfer window will be closed. So um, if we can do it next Wednesday, thank God, can we? Yeah, I can. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't see why not, other than a pending divorce at some stage. But yeah, you know, Preston, <laughs> Preston one night and two hours on a podcast the next. Oh, and, then, and then the No One Likes Us Talking podcast, which is out this Friday, eight pm. Sorry, H. Yeah, the No One Likes Us Talking podcast. He loves to plug the boy. Um, eight pm Friday night. Is that live? Your one. Uh, no, it's pre-recorded because I edit oh. it sometimes. Oh, we do. Oh, can I just say he's not going to be live anyway? Go what? Big, a, big Eamon Barkley, who usually edits our podcast, has not been very well, and I just want to wish him a get well soon, mate. Um, it would be great to have you back. Uh, and oh, the other thing maybe we should mention has been a lot of it is obviously poor old um, Isla Catton, who passed away, the uh, mm. West Ham little girl. Uh, last night, which are, which is actually terribly sad. I know, like Tony Monday, and a number of people have done bits and pieces. So, just want to send my condolences out there. I'm sure everyone at the football club would say the same as it goes. But uh, yeah, sad. That was sad today when I saw that. Horrible, mate. No, never nice when anyone passes, especially someone of that age. But yeah, yes, yeah, disgraceful. People talk about God, and I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you let a little child suffer like that. Leave me alone. Anyway, let's not get political on this uh, this show. <laughs> Hang on, I've, hang on, Joe. I've, I've looks like I've nicked your missus. Sorry, I've already got one, Eva. Sorry, there's already a Mrs. G on the scene. She can behave herself. Anyway, that's the end of this podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for the donations. Please subscribe to Lions TV. Please let us get three points against West. If we get three points, imagine if we get six points in the next two games. You won't be. I won't let you on next week, H. But it's not fucking happening. Please subscribe to Lions TV. Cheers, boys. Come on, you Lions. Come on, you lions. Come on, you lions. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.